and the the topic of heart palpitations it's extremely troubling to me patty because uh, this isn't the first time that I've heard about this particular uh, physical phenomena happening. It, it seems like this is one of the most common types of harassment that people get hit with, um, some sort of weaponry that causes their biorhythm to change and causes their heart to start beating much faster, um, even to the point where somebody that's not very healthy could probably be given a heart attack from this type of uh, harassment. Well, I my personal uh, opinion, and I do have, uh, and I did have an investigation, which I will um, share with you some some of those results. I can't get too specific because of the case, but it's my personal opinion that in the beginning they they were basically trying to figure out on us how they could kill someone, wear their health down, steal their livelihood, and nobody have any clue what was happening. And in the beginning. Uh, the weapon hits, you knew you were being hit by something. You just didn't know what. But they are advancing these weapons and getting so good at, at them that they can literally take someone's knees out, and that person thinks they, they just have to have a knee surgery. Now, I'm going to give you an example. When they were targeting my knees, and it felt like a, a pencil beam, pencil-sized beam, the stalkers would come by, and in my situation, the stalkers are linked to the hits. And um, so when the stalkers come, the hits are there. And so as the stalkers would come by, I was having my knees burned. And I have literal burns in my knees, like burn marks on and off. And as they would continue to burn my knee, I noticed that I was developing knee problems that I never had. There's no history of knee problems in my family. Um, you know, we have our own issues in the family, but that wasn't it. I had never had a fall. I never twisted my leg. Um, I, w I had particularly strong legs because I was a short distance runner, not long distance. I didn't have anything um, that would be causing this. But I knew because of the crime and how it felt like a hit. Well, all of a sudden, all TIs who had been saying, look, we're being hit in the shoulder or we're being hit in the knee, are now going to, now having tears in their cartilage. Now, you know, that's insanity. So here's somebody who's just maybe a, got on this list or somebody that's made somebody mad. You know, um, maybe they reported somebody who was a criminal or whatever, and they have, they have access to these weapons. And now all of a sudden they have to have a knee surgery and they have no idea that this was caused. So I, one of the things I plan on doing here soon is, my, is just a little YouTube video with an alert on it that tests are showing up and TIs are having tears. Now the other thing is um, you, you don't have any pictures there, but I have on my Facebook and, um, and have posted on other videos pictures of my shoulders. They were working on my shoulders trying to cause me a, ro a rotor cuff uh, surgery. They kept hitting my shoulders over and over and over again. Well, the thing of it is, as um, you know, you, I actually, not everybody burns. For whatever reason, I'm very sensitive. I think it's the duration of how long I've been hit with weapons. But when they hit me, I burn. 
and you could see a pattern where they took those were hitting me right above the shoulder all the way around like a road where your rotor cuff surgery would be and then again around the uh, bottom of the shoulder it was a perfect line in both places and um, so shortly after that my uh, two family members um, ended up losing a shoulder and one, neither of them, well, one had um, lost it, their elbow. Their elbow stopped working, and he couldn't work. He has a, a family of five children. Never did anything to anyone. I just think they did it to, to hurt, because they knew I would know it was them. And then right after he got his um, elbow fixed, they went after his shoulder. And I can't tell them because, you know, not everybody wants to accept this crime. I have family members who do believe it and understand it, and I have some that, you know, it's just better not to talk about it. And then I have uh, my uh, family member's boyfriend. Um, he had, all of a sudden, he was helping me with my car and doing different things for me, and all of a sudden he lost his shoulder. Now, neither of these people had an injury where there was a specific thing. Normally with with a shoulder injury, there is some you know, event. When they when they go after something, they and if there's it like maybe those two guys had a little bit of uh weakness in their shoulders be from doing previous work when they were younger. And that's all it took to take those shoulders out. So, you know, you think to yourself you know, all these knee surgeries that are happening all of a sudden that we didn't hear about when, you know, years ago, and rotor cuff surgery is way up. Are these people out there being paid just to drive up the surgeries, or are they just people that have no idea they're being targeted? I mean, these weapons are very frightening. I mean, this is really out of control, and, the, and we keep trying to get, you know, like Congress and Senate and writing letters and... We keep trying to get them to understand that these people are out there with these weapons and that they could destroy anybody's life and nobody is, is doing anything in a real aggressive way. I, I do believe the community is making progress. Nobody thinks we're crazy anymore. They know that we're being hit. There's been enough investigations um, that we now have some respect and, uh, you know, we don't have... You know, people aren't just saying, oh, you're crazy like they used to. Um, so there is some of that happening, and thanks to people like yourself that are that are um, presenting these issues. But honestly, they should have, you know, the FBI and every agency on this and finding out who has these weapons. And if, if it is testing, you know, um, because, you know, it, it can't be just testing. At this point, when they're having directed energy um, seminars where people from security companies and other types of agencies that are not quote-unquote classified can go to those meetings and get in there and learn about these weapons, and there is no oversight, it's quite frightening. It's very frightening. Uh, yeah, and absolutely. I'd have to agree with that. And, and one aspect 
that is especially troubling to me is the fact that pretty much every single one of us is walking around with a smartphone in our pocket that has a camera, that has a microphone, and it has a GPS. Patty, do you suppose that this move towards everybody carrying around a smartphone might be part of this whole thing so we can all be individually tracked 24-7? Yes, and I also think the chips in our credit card are. They're trying to see where we spend our money. Uh, where we go, they have all this in this supercomputer. I do. I, I I don't think that that they're. I I don't think that this whole thing is going in the right direction. I really don't. I mean, the really sad thing is that the good people, people who are really not doing anything. I mean, if and you probably have had a lot of whistleblowers on your show. I think it's really a shame that somebody stands up against corruption and ends up targeted with weapons. But yet we have criminals running wild with these weapons and nobody's standing up to them. It's like the good are, the good are bad and the bad are good. I mean, it's all screwed up. It's not, it, and it seemed to happen over a period of like 10 years. And I think the technology has advanced that people can misuse this power and and the and the people who are supposed to be protecting us are not not getting on this they're not moving quick enough they're just not i mean think about the drones alone you know there's women in their in their that are i i mean all you have to do is google it and see women are like hey there's a drone looking in my bedroom window you know and who do you report it to? There's like no process. There's like no, you can send in a complaint. The other thing is the FCC, okay? They're supposed to regulate these frequencies. You can take, as a ham radio operator, or you, or you can get what's called an elf wave generator. All you have to do is Google it. Some of these devices, a thousand bucks, whatever. You could sit, you know, be a neighbor, beam an elf wave at, at someone and direct it right to their home, that person's getting sick. If you call or try to file with the FCC, like I called up and said, look, I've got these frequencies being aimed at my house. I said, I paid to have it investigated. We know what um, wave bands and everything they're using, and I would like to file a complaint. The gal had no idea what I was talking about. Every one of those FCC customer service people and people who take the complaints at this point and this t this day and age should understand that there are such a thing as directed frequencies. They should understand that. And they should be able to take a report. And then the FCC, who's supposed to govern this, should be able to see who's misusing those frequency bands. Even with the drones, they can track those. I paid to have my drone investigated. I had to pay for it because you, you, you tell people what's happening and nobody does anything. And when I paid, it was um, someone who could track frequencies. It was very expensive. And it turned out to be a DOD, Department of Defense, drone. And they, it had been on me for five years, and this was over a year ago. At first it started part-time and then it went on me full-time and so they asked me what event happened at this point 
that the throne went from part-time to full-time and I told her I said I have no idea there's nothing that comes to my mind she said well it went full-time at that point now first of all if you have no criminal background and you haven't been involved in anything shady why do you have a drone from the Department of Defense on you 20 you know every day and has over a long period of time now this particular drone was built for what they call body platform network in other words it's not that it's not built to surveillance an area it's built to, to surveillance a person and knowing that it was a weaponized drone those are the things I was able to prove and when that drone was hovering down it was burning my brain I could feel it like a burn well what it is is some of these drones are built with lasers some of them are built with infrared um, beams and the reason they have them is because they're supposed to be for emergency situations um, these drones have been dispersed to um, police and emergency dif different emergency um, agencies and say there's an earthquake and there's people stuck under the rubble these drones with that infrared and, and laser and everything have the ability to see down in they're not supposed to be burning people with it but they have those beams that they can point and that this drone was actually burning me and when I would film it it was burning my shoulder and I have the really deep burns in my upper shoulder when uh, when it was burning me so this is the kind of abuses that are happening and you know I have the proof you know but you have to have an agency or someone who will take action and do something about it now some of us have cases and we're looking for lawyers I had a lawyer and shortly after he took my case he, he was beaten with a baseball bat oh my god no 100% true 100% true another uh, a good point I think we should make here Patty is um, during the original MK Ultra experiments the the ones that that were done using LSD these weren't people that had done anything wrong nobody who slighted the government or anything like that they're just normal people that they picked out of a crowd to perform these experiments on well and 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 now there's another thing here too um, in it for anyone who's looking at the link this MK Ultra uh, documents extremely important everyone should should read this because if you live in what's supposed to be a free country this is extremely important to you if you love your children and your family like like what you're trying to say here is that look this could happen to anyone and knowing that if there's people let's say you just get divorced I mean people get divorced you just get divorced and the person has the money and these people have some weapons you can destroy that person pretty easily and this is what's scary about this and you can do it without any without touching that person physically but in these MK Ultra um, documents is you will look on um, I wanted to point out this here this one point I had a couple things outlined here on the number of uh, research projects anyways um, I had it outlined but it looks to me like well first of all 86 universities or institutions were involved in this MK Ultra in the MK Ultra program I mean 
we're talking universities where people pay money to go and get an education. And 86 of them were actually involved in these uh, hidden crimes against people. And so, you know, that's, and then they were talking in this, uh, there's all these lists of all these types of research and why these people went into these programs. And they were saying that a lot of it was, you know, study of human behavior, uh, behavior changes. Um, you know, there was also a genotype, um, blood type. You know how everybody talks about um, hey, I'm, I'm RH negative and I think I'm being followed and you hear all this talk. Hey, blood type was one of the, one of the studies. They don't give specifics as to why, but it's definitely there. So, you know, when you go into all these different reasons why people were put into this, um, I just want to read this part of the, um, this is on page five of the document. First, there are 149 MK sub-projects, many of which appear to have some connect, connection with research into behavioral modification, drug acquisition, and testing or administrating drugs. And then it says, second, that these, um, basically it's talking about, um, how there's 33 additional sub-projects. -pro uh, and then there was another 149 sub-projects as you read through this, they're listing out, um, when this went to Congress, um, how many different projects were all under the category of this MKUltra. Now, I, my personal belief is that, in not all cases, because some of these crimes are revenge, where there's a whistleblower and they're just being tortured, but the majority of the, the targeted individuals are an extension of the MK Ultra um, project, and I personally believe that I am uh, an MK Ultra victim, and I went into it in my late teens. So that's my personal uh, feeling, and all the research and and all the um, investigation pretty much backs that up. Uh, when I was scanned, I had 11 radio frequencies. Uh, emitting from my body. Within those 11 radio frequencies were over, over so many people. It was like a book, hundreds of people tracking me within those signals. When you have a, a radio signal, it's like hijacking, you know, um, band waves. Other people can ride off those frequencies. So it was like a book of people, which included universities, uh, government agencies, investors, I mean, just unbelievable. Um, some contractors, you know. Now, here I am just living a normal life and, you know, obvious I'm, you know, a subject of this experimentation. What parts of your body were these put in? Did, did, were they just coming from your body in general or did they figure out um, what areas they were implanted in? Well, thing um, you when you've been a victim for a very long time and I try to make this very clear they do not need implants anymore if you listen to Dr. John Hall or Robert Duncan or any of the people who have the um, updated e equipment you know 
and, and, and knowledge of this crime where they've actually investigated or like Robert Duncan actually worked on the mind control uh, project. They're basically torturing people and doing my, um, mind control through the EEG. The EEG is a brainwave. But because I went into this program in my late teens, I have implants. I have physical implants. I have nanosensors. And I have a whole network, body network within my body. Now, um, has anybody been on your program that has that band network? Have you heard of that? I've had uh, a few gang stalking victims on here. Um, some of the things that were reported was the heart palpitations, as well as the uh, voice to skull phenomena, as well as uh, intense ear ringing as well. Well, this when you're in the program and you're actually a victim, you go from experiment to experiment. So I have all kinds of bad stuff in my body that shouldn't be there. You know, it just should not be there. Now, when, um, when do you suppose that they were able to actually implant you? Did they perhaps uh, uh, drug you or uh, abduct you through some means that you were unaware of? Well, in my story, which we didn't start in the beginning, but I went through a period of time where I had a lot of break-ins. And I thought I was being poisoned. Now, if you know the size of an implant, they're they're very small. People have this picture like this huge thing is gonna, you know, they're they're nano sized, and and even in the and back in the day, they were still like a you know a tiny thing. And um, so I believe that I mean you can it could come from aerosol, which you know is very frightening. Uh, the smart dust is just can be sprayed on you. Uh, the nano um, sensors can be inhaled. Um, they can also be imparted in food. It can also be done uh, through the skin. And you'll notice in the MK Ultra papers is that in the very beginning it talks about how they practice giving these different drugs and things through the skin and different methods of how to give stuff to people without them knowing it. It's right in the papers. As a matter of fact, most of the stuff I'm referring to is in the first six pages. I mean, it's just right there. It tells you. So um, so they were basically practicing on um, how to give people things that they had no way. For example, it says research on drugs, toxins, and biologicals this is a, one of the list of things they were doing. Uh, in human tissue, provision of exotic pathogens and the capacity, capability to incorporate them in effective delivery systems. To incorporate them in effective delivery systems. And there were six of those sub-projects working on those things. So, I mean, why would you be giving human beings toxins? I had, I had went to the doctor and said, I feel like I'm being poisoned. And in my uh, basic story that I tell people when I start from the beginning is I thought it was maybe an ex who had, was trying to pay me back, poisoning me or something. I had no idea what was happening. And the thing that was puzzling is there, these people are highly qualified when people say, oh, you've got break-in, just get some cameras, and you can do this, and, you know, people have no idea. These are 
sophisticated criminals that are trained in how to do everything way above what even a standard burglar alarm system can do. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh sure. Uh, I happen to know for a fact that uh, those burglar alarms and those cameras can can very easily be hacked as well as circumvented. In fact, uh, to get past a door sensor on an alarm system, you can just go right through the wall and bypass it completely. And, you know, the the thing of it is, is the, so in, in knowing that, some of them have these cloaking technologies now. Um, they, matter of fact, um, they were bragging online where they could cloak themselves and people can't see them. I, I just don't know all about that. But I can tell you that the technology has just gotten crazy. But even back then, I paid over $2,500 to stop the break-ins. I thought someone was trying to kill me, but they were not. See, if you understand the MK Ultra, it is a mind control trauma program. And it's all about how you, it's behavior modification. How can we get into someone's brain? How can we change that person? I mean, what would be the effects of these weapons? Um, with how what happens with the weapons on the body over a long period of time? Um, how can we get into the mind and 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 without that person knowing that and altering them? You know, this is the kind of crazy stuff they're doing. They're experimenting with these things. You know, it, what if we want to take somebody's knee out? See, they're doing all this on us. You know, and they're being paid money from federal grants to do it. Have you experienced any of this uh, voices in the head, any anything like that, uh, thoughts being influenced? Um, I went through a three-year uh, mind control project um, where I, it's a, it's kind of difficult. We didn't start from the beginning, but where um, I, I had, um, I did have them access my brain, and but I try to explain to people that in my particular situation, I had years and years and years and years of trauma prior to that actually happening. You know, uh, if you have someone uh, breaking in and vandalizing and, and you've got random people trying to destroy your life, you have no idea what's happening. And it goes on and on and you can't, nobody can catch them that you know what's happening. In my case, when they would break in, they would leave something behind to let me know they were there. They were terrorizing me. And so a lot of the things they did were frightening. Um, you know, guys running through the yard where I could see them, hiding in the bushes. Um, you know, I had a, someone on the roof. I was chased in cars. Um, you know, very, very frightening things. And I had no idea why it was happening. And um, so then at one point, I was um, I had the weapons on me. And then all of a sudden, I had this dream. And it was a very intense dream. And I woke up. And the next day, and I know this is going to sound bizarre, but I was a cougar. Okay? Not a cougar like a lion, like a cougar. Cougar. Okay? Complete alter alteration of my personality going from a mom standard life to now I'm a cougar okay and when I woke up I felt different I all of a sudden 
thought, you know, why am I, you know, living this humdrum life? I went out and got this haircut. And the weird thing, though, is, is what people don't understand is that they, they planned these things ahead. It was all perfectly planned. And um, so in my case, I didn't have the B2K. What I had was while I was sleeping, they altered something in me. Are you following that? And to me, it felt like a dream. Uh, yes, I, yes, I, I am familiar with the um, the type of altering and hypnosis that takes place during the dream state. I was a different person, and so what they did was, I got on my computer and I was thinking, well, I go to, I'm going to start dating. And I had, I've been working hard. I had, you know, children that were, you know, trying to get them through school. I was single, um, but I wasn't actively dating. And all of a sudden, I'm a cougar, right? And Everything about me was different, and so I went and got a new wardrobe. I got this this haircut, and I just happened to find this Brazilian hairdresser, okay, that is like world sought out who did my hair. No, it didn't just happen. See, this is the agents were putting things together. All of a sudden, this cougar dating site came across my computer. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even know these you know, I, of course, I didn't know as a cougar. I'm just saying this is, they put this whole thing together. And then all of a sudden there were guys, younger guys driving by my house watching for me. Those were also part of this whole thing. So basically I was an experiment um, to alter someone, uh, change their behavior. They followed me for three years. Um, and then in the end of the three years, uh, the mind can, they, I guess, whatever information they got from that, uh, was done, and then, um, that's when my, the gang stalking came and the heavy, heavy weapons. So I experienced a three year, uh, mind control uh, experiment. I, I think that, uh, one thing that can be said about, the dream state and and the brain while you're sleeping is is it does make you vulnerable because they are able to implant I, I believe it's called a post hypnotic suggestion. Well, and I and the thing of it is is I had had it, like I said I really believe like someone was asking me on another show, you know, do you think you could? Because, you know, it's obvious they've done all kind of things to me, like go out and shoot people and stuff. And I, I personally believe that each person has certain things that they can alter. Like they look at that person and think, what can we make this person? I don't think that someone who's nonviolent would necessarily run out and start shooting people. However... I'm going to tell you, when you're being beamed on the brain and your brain is inflamed, you could get pretty darn angry. And um, in the, in, there was one part when they were testing the um, microwave weapons on my brain, and what it does is it heats up the tissue. And with that, with that on your brain, um, I would be out and I would just be so irritated. And I was always, you know, being in the kind of industry I was in, kind of like easy going and um, liked people and everything was irritating me. I snapped and I'd actually have to go back and, and apologize to people. I'd say, I'm so sorry I was so rude. It's just not like me. And I didn't even understand my own behavior. But if you look up uh, microwave weapons on online, all you have to do is look. 
different frequencies can make you angry. It can make you um, depressed. It can do all these things. So they were experimenting all these things on my brain. And um, meanwhile, I'm not understanding at all what's happening to me. And I'm just hanging on, trying to hang on to a career and trying to raise children and keep my life together. I had a beautiful 2,800 square foot home. I had um, good income and and everything was just crumbling, crumbling around me. There's no way you could maintain a normal life when people are just doing whatever they want to you and you have no uh, power against it. But when the gang stalking showed up is when I, I was sure that something way beyond an ex, angry ex that hired maybe some pros was going on. That's when I realized it. Do you feel that there's any possibility that these school shooters are actually being mind-controlled and persuaded somehow into committing these atrocious acts? Absolutely. I'm 100% sure. I am sure. Because if you read and you study and you see, they'll tell, they, they say, look, they were hearing voices. This whole... This whole psychiatric thing, the difference is there are a lot of people who have uh, psychiatric disorders. But now all of a sudden everybody's just taking guns and shooting a bunch of people? I don't think so. I do think they're caused. And they may even be caused for... They, these are, this, you see right here when documents where it's saying behavior modification. And that is a behavior modification. Now, also the trauma. If you look at the people that they did this to, they were loners, they were experiencing depression, they were on, also the other key is, they're on some kind of antidepressant, which I personally believe has a big link to that because they say that there is a side effect of those antidepressants in younger people for violence. So you've got the right thing. You've got all the right things. You've got trauma. You've got the pharmaceutical. You've got the um, depression, the isolation. Uh, and then you all you have to do is do the microwave, put in, in their mind, they hate you. And the thing of it is, is this stalking thing, if you're not understanding that somebody is deliberately trying to make you think that people are against you, you can think that people are really against you. I mean... At first, I had no idea what was going on. It's called street theater. Uh, TIs call it street theater. We have all these things that we use uh, for words that when you talk to people, they don't really um, understand it. But street theater is when people are around you and they're surrounding you. And like a good example is you're driving in the car and all of a sudden, everybody that goes by you guys giving you frowns and ladies sneering at you and you're just minding your own business and you know you're thinking what and they're going out of their way to make sure you notice that they're not happy with you okay so what they're doing is they're creating a this environment that you know everybody's against you right so they're doing these kind of skits I believe with the same things they've done to us only we haven't shot anyone up or ran out and did anything, but they're doing the same kind of stuff to create these these um, terrible things. And I'm 
I mean, I can only pray that they're caught and punished because it's just horrific to to alter somebody and and all the innocent people that are suffering and it's just very sick, very sick. Are the local police involved in any of this harassment? Uh, I think they're aware of it. I I don't know. Um, I think there's some confusion as in my, well, some people say yes, okay, that they definitely are. In my case, I, I can't say that to be a fact. I think that they see something going on. I'm not sure that they know. I'm going to tell you, I had a couple experiences where I had um, this street theater where they had caused a ruckus because they do things like pick fights with you in public or yell random things. Um, or accuse you of stuff you're not doing. And I had an incident outside of Walmart, and I made up my mind I was going to start reporting it and because I had already paid to have it investigated, so if anybody tried to pull anything on me, I had all the proof. And so I went in and I told them, look, I'm, I've got this weird thing going on. And I, told the, I showed the police officer my burn, and he was really mad. And I said, this is being done by radio frequency. And he said, I know exactly what you're talking about. And he was pacing around with the mad. He wasn't mad at me. He was understanding that, you know what I mean, that something was happening. So he did take the report. And he looked like he said, you know, he didn't say he could do anything. I don't know that they know what they can do. And there a lot of the old timers. Uh, I don't think they have ever come across this kind of stuff, but this was a younger police officer. Now, when I went in and told one of the police, I said, there is a gang of people with these handheld weapons, because my stalkers carry weapons in the car, they, and they also have antenna, uh, these compact antennas where when the satellites, nanosatellites fly over, they can download these signals and send them directly to me via EEG, like the brainwave to deliver a hit to my brain, um, or put data in or take data out of my brain, whatever they're doing, okay? they The stalkers have, are equipped with this stuff. So I went in, and I made up my mind that I was going to start a paper trail. Um, and I used to report uh, with the break-ins, but I had decided that... Um, that it wasn't, uh, you know, getting me anywhere. I stopped uh, trying to report. So anyways, um, so there was an old timer in there. He's really nice. He, I said, there's a gang of people, I said, that are following me in the cars, tracking me. And I said, and they have these weapons. I, I said, I've been burned by lasers, which I have. They've showed me lasers, and they've burnt me with lasers. And um, and they, and I said, and they have, a, they have these um all these weapons, and I said, and I would like to report it. The police officer said to me, well, if there's a gang following you, you're going to have to get your own gang. I said, I'm going to have to get my own gang? He said, yes. That's the only way you could solve this. You've got to get your own gang. So I said to him, of course, you know, I, <laughs> I knew he didn't believe me, but I had to go along with it, right? So I said to him, I said, oh, okay. Well, you know what? I said, I am 56 years old. I said, how am I going to get a gang? I don't even know how I can get a gang together. He said, well, you're going to have to. If a gang's following you, you've got to get a gang. So I looked him straight in the eye, and I said, okay. 
I said, if I get this gang together, am I allowed to have weapons? Because this other gang has weapons. And what good would my gang do if my gang didn't have weapons? And he didn't, he didn't know what to say. He couldn't answer. Because <laughs> he couldn't tell me, yeah, you could get weapons, you know? Is it but, frustrating for you when, when people, uh, you, you know, they give you these sort of sarcastic responses? I, I imagine you probably are constantly trying to make people aware of what's going on, and they're rolling their eyes because it's just too much of a shock to their belief system for them to accept. Well, us that are, you know, the targeted individuals that... um are fully aware of everything that's happening. There's a great weight on our shoulders. I mean, you almost feel like you've been put into this place for a, a purpose, okay? Because you're watching things around you and you're fully aware of the fact that there's a lot of people that are being targeted and have no idea and their lives are being destroyed. It's a you know, and yet you can't seem to make the progress you, that would be normal. Um, if you can Google uh, mind control experiments and come up with 10 or 15 patents in like two seconds, or if you can, you know, Google, you know, lasers that burn people and you show it go and you see YouTube people building these lasers, okay? Or you know, um, revenge videos, and you sh you can see, just Google revenge uh, videos, elf weapons, and you'll see people where they bought these, you know, frequency modulators and waveforms and deliberately put them on neighbors. And, um, you know, one in particular was a family, a noisy family, and the guy was bragging about it, and he showed the equipment, and they even talk about how to do it. You know, um, one of the things they were doing to me in the supermarket was they had these little uh, shockers, okay? And you can buy them for a couple, uh, they had the more sophisticated ones. I mean, these were bad shocks. And it looked like a key, a key ring, um, you know, or like you had your key for your car or whatever. And when they'd, put, they'd come behind me in the supermarket, the stalkers would and just shock me in the back of the head with it. And they would have it in their hand, you know, and I would turn around. Well, after a while, there was a pattern. So if they had that thing in their hand, I took their picture and started gathering it and sending it to the investigator. But that was funny to them, to shock me in the brain. Now, you can get online and buy this stuff. This, there's no end to what they would do. And then they started putting uh, something in their phone. And as they would put it in their phone, I would take a satellite hit. They were putting in some kind of coordinates, and I was able to see up close the stalker. Would, they were real brazen in the beginning before I paid for the investigation. And um, and they were on their phone, you know. And they were when they do that, I would de deliver a hit. Well, I don't know if you follow the QN and uh, posts or anything, but. One of the more recent things they were talking about MK Ultra and basically validating that that it's real, and then at the same time they were talking about this satellite relay system that exists that can go right to a smartphone. As a matter of fact, there is 
there are satellites that can be activated right from the smartphone. And so what was happening to me was very real. They were actually delivering a satellite hit to my brain. So some of them were as simple as t just getting a shocker and shocking me in the back of the head to delivering satellite hits to me. And it's, and you know, but you think about it, you know, this that's criminal. You know, but when there's a large group of them and the, and they're nobody to you, it's not like you know them. It's not like you could say, well, it's so-and-so's brother doing this. or And you go to the police and say, there's this random amount of pe people that are using shockers on my head in the, in the grocery store. So I had to pay a great deal of money to hire professional people. One of the people I hired had like eight pieces of high-tech equipment. They could track these, satell these satellite signals. They found the satellite signals coming. They found all these things, and I have the evidence. Now all I need is a lawyer who's brave enough to go after these guys. What are do weapons? Directed energy weapons. Now, when we think of directed energy weapons, we think of these big things that the military have that are mounted that and then they show pictures of where they burned people's arms off and stuff there's different degrees and directed energy weapons can be directed at different intensities so for example um, the same uh, weapon that you can use for c crowd control can be bought in a handheld size for a thousand dollars that can burn somebody and a passing car and and do and so there's all a variety of weapons and people don't understand that that for a thousand dollars you can buy a Raytheon um, a weapon and you could buy it online you know or through someone who you know like who's a police or in security and you can use that weapon you could drive behind someone in the car and put that heat on the back of their brain and just literally cook their brain while they're at a red light. And yet that's the same thing, only a, a lesser degree than what the military has when they put those big mounts, and you've seen them like with the big um, LLAD uh, weapons, and their microwave weapons that they disperse the heat and the crowd is, is um, discouraged at that point when it's like rioting and stuff, it burns. And um, so they also have sonic weapons, and people don't understand the idea that there is there are frequencies that you can send directly to someone, and if you're using their EEG, you're sending it directly to their head, those sound waves that are actually going in, and, and here's the way I like to explain this, okay? We all know you can buy these little devices, plug them into your plug, and all of a sudden, the roaches don't want to come because they hear a frequency, okay? It's disturbing to them. Or there's whistles that you can use to make, you know, animals that you don't want on your property take off because they hate the sound. But you don't actually hear it because it's in a frequency that your brain and your nervous system is picking up. However, your ears are not hearing it. And... Um, so this, this is what a sonic weapon is. It's something they're 
sending to our bodies that our nervous system is just falling apart. And we are, we, we got headaches, we feel uneasy, we're, some people feel a vibration. I've actually um, caught these sonic weapons, you can catch them. Um, they, if, you, if they're broadcasting it via radio signal, it can be caught on an AM radio. And um, I actually had it evaluated by two people um, that, are, that are very well familiar with these weapons and said it was an extremely high power sonic weapon that they had on my, hip, on my head. And in that case, it was on my home in such a way that both of my boys were sick with it as well. Now, we couldn't hear it with our ears. But when, we, when I put the AM radio on, because it was being broadcast as a, as a radio signal, it was showing on the AM and then I reported it. Now, so this is one of the weapons they use too, sonic weapons. You have no idea. You're in a car, somebody's sitting be, you know, behind you in, a, in one of the stalkers, and they've got one of these handhelds, in the, the handheld sonic, you could buy them handheld, or someone gets one of these dishes, like you buy a dish and you're going to have a programming, you can actually for $500, they have, um, if you go online, they'll, they'll teach you how and give you the parts to turn that into a sonic weapon for 500 bucks. This is how crazy this whole thing has gotten. I mean, this is insane. Patty, do you yourself, do you carry any... Uh, do you have a concealed weapon? Do you carry anything on you to defend yourself when you're going out and about? Um, I think that targeted individuals are in a very bad position to protect themselves. Number one, you've got all kind of eyes on you waiting for you to screw up somewhere. And... Um, you know, number you know, like is it, and number two, I think with them microwaving you and and all the things that you go through in a day, I don't know that I'm comfortable with the idea of of carrying a gun uh, 24 hours a day. I'm not I I'm not opposed to it, but it's not something that I do every day. No. How about in the home? Do you do you have any means to defend yourself? Do you do you have? I, I do. Um, I have I have paid professionals, so I can't go into any details. Um, but I personally don't think this. See, you know, all I would all I would need to do. Now, keep in mind, they're recording you, they're watching you, they've and discrediting you as part of the program. And that is to isolate you. You can't experiment on someone and do all this brain stuff if that person is fully functioning and out there in the market like nothing's going on, right? They need that isolation. So at all times, they're always trying to make you look bad. And the other thing is they cut you off financially because it's much harder to track you and do all these things when you're productive. Now, I do work... Um, part-time, but I haven't been able to manage full-time with the weapons on me. So all I'm saying is that, you know, I have to handle this carefully because I don't want to go out waving a gun and them saying, oh, she's going to go on and she's threatening me. You see what I mean? Because everything they do can be turned around on you. And you know what? They'd be filming it while they did it. So... Um, you know that's part of 
part of what they do, discrediting you. So, uh, no, I'm very careful, but I am, I have some things in place and the right people. So that's where I'm going to leave that. Do you feel like this harassment is escalating and getting worse as time goes on? Um, I thought I was going to die right before I had paid to get this investigated. Um, I think now that we know who's behind it, because I have actual names, uh, and it's in the hands of the right people, okay? Um, in other words, the people that got the grants. Not, we're not talking the little stalkers. We're talking the money people. Um, I think that, it, you know, basically murder is not something they're supposed to do. You know, they're not supposed to kill us, okay? When they poison us, it's usually testing something. Um, they're, they're not supposed, the idea is that we're, if we, I guess if we die and it's a casualty of it, Oh, well, but they're not supposed to kill us. And the weapons were so severe on me that I was hiding under steel. And once I paid and had it investigated, they were more cautious. Because if they did kill me, we knew who did it. So, um, but it can get very severe. I think that once it went to satellite and they had the weapons got so sophisticated that that the torture is definitely more severe and I think that all TIs can say that's the case and they're testing so many things you have no idea from day to day like um it wasn't even a week ago I was less than a week ago I was sleeping and while I was sleeping I, they were taking um, thoughts and taking them in and out of my brain. They were rerunning um, some my mother before she died, okay? And they kept rerunning that over and over. It wasn't, and when these things happen, it's like you're partially awake. I don't know how to explain it. Like you know something's happening, and there's a part of you saying, no, 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 this isn't right. But you can't wake up, and I'm not quite sure how they managed to do that. But they were rerunning this and running it, and they call it a loop. They loop these, uh, the data. So they can not only take things out of your brain, um, evaluate it, and then use it back against you. So say you had a trauma as a child. They can rerun that trauma back to you over and over again um, and as a visual. So, you know, it, this was just, Recently, they were working on my brain at night. And when I woke up, I had all the emotions because it was the last time I seen my mother alive. Uh, very cruel thing to do. Very cruel. And basically was em emphasizing, you know, your mother's died. And then they would show me that same thing over and over and over. But they were sorting my, uh, my brain. And sometimes they'll be literally pulling specific things out, trying to find specific things in in my brain, just trying to find them. Like they'll get something, like they're they're in there and you think on something for one minute and it triggers like some interest and they'll try to get the rest of that information. 
you know, it's like there's no privacy for a TI. There's no privacy. And a lot of TIs are sexually assaulted with these weapons. They can cause, you know, uh, sexual excitement, orgasm. They can do just whatever they want. And you have no control over anything. It's very sad. Very, very sad. I think another good point to bring up is that it's been documented that the military actually used weapons of this type in the Iraq war. They used, I can't remember exactly which ones they used. It may have been sonic weaponry as well as some sort of uh, uh, weaponry that could affect the, the psyche too. Uh, I have to go back and research that, but I do know that it's documented weapon, and proven. Weapon, go ahead. Voice of God, V-O-G. Oh, okay. And that actually is a V2K is a uh, is a smaller version of the voice of God. It's it's a beam, microwave beam that's put into the brain where they're hearing your they're hearing voices. Now, if you take that and you put it in as a suggestion to the brain, now that's more mind control. That's what happened with me. I don't get the actual voice where someone's saying to me, "Oh, you know." you know, blah, 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 and I can hear it. No. It's more they're putting things in. And, you know, and it, and believe me, when somebody's messing with your brain, putting things in, taking things out, these are microwaves. This is not safe. I don't want to end up with cancer because I lived my whole life healthy so that I can enjoy uh, my life healthy. And I don't want all these things on my body. It, it's not good. All these things are um, radiation, and you know, if if it's if they're saying now, if you have your cell phone up against your ear, you could get a brain tumor. How how horrible it is for all of us to have these horrible things on our bodies day in and day out. We don't know, and a lot of TIs have come down with cancer, and uh, of course, a lot of had most die. Uh, their heart fails them, and of course, the majority of TIs have they kill themselves because it's just a horrific life. They just decide I'm not gonna um, I'm not gonna do this anymore. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, there have been many uh, alternative free energy researchers as well as UFO researchers as well as Planet X researchers that have been hit with this weaponry and either killed uh, through a forced heart attack or uh, given some sort of fast accelerating cancer, which eventually led to their death. Exactly. Matter of fact, I had did a little bit of research. I don't have it in front of me right now. And I was mortified. These were young guys in their 20s who were exceptionally bright and real techie uh, savvy. And they worked for the government and helped develop some of this stuff and then just decided they didn't want to do that. I mean, this is supposed to be a free country. Okay, I don't want to work in this industry. Now, it should be an understood, okay, you can't go on and, you know, talk about this stuff if you do it's treason or I mean I don't know what the rules would be but no they don't do that they kill them they kill them it's like no way out and these people worked on these in in a defense they they weren't you working on them so that innocent people like myself and the other victims could go through this this was supposed to be like warfare stuff because you know the fact is 
you know, we all hate war. We don't want it, you know, but when another country has got things and you don't have any knowledge of those things, you're, they're going to have the upper hand. There's always this continuous battle back and forth with who's going to have the most uh, sophisticated uh, weapons and, and tech. And you have to also know those weapons to be able to defend your country from them. And these people go to work and with the best intentions and then they're murdered. And, you know, and you're right, they can give somebody cancer in no time. Yeah, in fact, um, if you look into the psychology behind some of this stuff, uh, there, there's a gentleman named Michael Aquino who worked for the government psyops program. He wrote a book called Mind War, and in the book he states that it's, it's okay to develop these technologies because they actually prevent death that would be caused by direct fighting. Uh, the way that they see it is these technologies are preventing death, but I think we both know that that's not true. Well, we I'll be honest with you. I had I you know after your foundation and belief system is crushed <laughs> because I would have never thought that we would have did any of this to people within the country. You know, just and you dig and you research and you see like this all this stuff that was done and then the fact that. You know, the people are never compensated. Things are buried or they just kill people to hide things. And, you know, it's really hard for me to to have the same belief system. But I will tell you this, that there was a time that, you know, I rode my bike and had, a, you know, a normal life and and friends and, you know... And it was good. I mean, this country can be good. We just we have to put a stop to all the corruption and madness. And uh, you know, one thing that's got to be absolutely sure is there has to be severe laws and controls for these weapons that people. And you can't just, you know, like when these stalkers, these community stalkers, they recruit people. You work for the utility company, okay? Just because you work for the utility company doesn't make you a moral or sane person, okay? You know, you work for the post office. You've heard the expression, go postal. I mean, think about it. We, we, you, you can't just put this, these, these technologies in the hands of people and, and say they're going to do the right thing with it. Because we don't know that person's morals. We don't know them, and and this is basically with the community stalking where, and you could see one of the links there, um, where it's the uh, where it's in uh, Hubbard, and um, let me see, it it also lists um, a last name. Um, uh, you're probably looking at it. I don't have it up on my computer, but basically, it's a whole town that turned on this one guy and his wife. And everyone, including the police, the fire chief, everyone started going by his house and honking the horn all t all times of the day and night. And nobody thought it was a big deal. And it went on year after year. In other words, this is how stalking goes. It's not like, hey, people are stalking you for a month and it goes away. If the community turned against you, 
um, and it continues. And it and this and so I have some examples on those links for people, and he is suing them, but the judge didn't even take it seriously. So we have to start taking this stuff seriously. That you know, when you get groups of people that turn on someone in the community, I mean, we can go back to history when people would get mad and say one guy would yell out, "She's she's a witch," or or um, so and so raped somebody, and, and none of it was proven in court, and the whole town would mob and hang people. And here, the real motive was robbery. They would take the the woman's home who they said was a witch, right? You know, do we want to get back to that kind of uh, thing where mobs of people can just do whatever they want? You know, we have to bring some sanity back. And, and Patty, I did want to get a little bit into um, who might actually be behind this. So is this the uh, Illuminati? Is this them? Is this the Illuminati? Well... I don't, I'll be honest with you, I, my understanding on my end, now keep in mind, I'm a long-time victim, and, and, you know, and this is, and I'm in the MK Ultra program, which is someone making a great deal of money from me, okay, great deal, you know, probably billions of dollars over you know, every time a new budget, you know, whenever Obama put in the um, brain initiative and put billions out there, okay, and uh, whenever they did non-lethal weapons testing, they put billions out there. See, every time these budgets come up, then the victims, like myself, were already in this thing for testing. So we go from test to test. I don't think in my case it has anything to do with the Illuminati some people will name certain groups. I think that this is about money and that these people are contractors and um, they, you know, have ex-military, ex-FBI, uh, intelligence agencies' backgrounds. Now, um, it doesn't mean that you can't, there are some people that it's actually the mob doing it to them. It showed in their investigation it was the mob because maybe they had an ex that was angry and hired someone. You know what I mean? So it's possible it's a straight-up revenge crime. Um, but, you know, I do think that, in all honesty, if you think about what kind of person would do this kind of thing for a living, maybe a Satanist, uh, someone that's involved in things that are, you know, psychopaths. I mean, who would do that? Who would say, okay, I, today i got to go out and burn somebody so many times, you know? So it does take a certain person, I think, to actually make a living at this kind of work. Could, but, could some of this technology, uh, being that it is very advanced, could it be... Could it possibly be back-engineered alien technology? I, I really don't have an answer for that. I do know that they use these weapons to make people think that they are, they are having supernatural experiences when they're not. Um, I, 
I personally, um, I don't know if there's life on other planets. I, I think that I've just had my plate full with what I'm going through. That That's not even something I can even expand to at this point. Um, and as far as the Illuminati goes, a lot of times people make all of Hollywood evil. And, you know, um, we have to remember that a lot of the uh, people in Hollywood are mind control victims. They are actually victims. They're not all perpetrators like people make them out to be. I think that we have to understand that there are people that are victims of this crime and not everyone is a perpetrator. Do you feel that Miley Cyrus might be one of these victims? I I really don't know. Um, but, I mean, her behavior is very similar to, like, a, a mind control victim. It's very erratic. But we don't know, I mean, if she's doing heavy drugs. I mean, there's other elements that could be involved in that. So, I, you know, but I do know that... Um, you know, like a good example is Stephen Schellen. Have you ever interviewed him? No. Well, you might want to try. Um, he's a victim of the. He was. He's a famous um, model actor from Hollywood, and he became targeted. He lives in Canada now. He doesn't have any career left or anything. They just went after him, and um, he now has a film that he produced um, that. Uh, that it's just, you know, telling his story in, in a very um, creative way and it's being shown at film festivals and festivals and uh, and he's getting his word out. But, you know, he, like he said, he was a regular guy, real attractive, you know, fell into the industry because he was basically very good looking, uh, was had a home in Hollywood and, um, and ended up targeted. And he feels it was just his... Uh, one of his um, partners, his, his wife, or I think it was either his wife or his girlfriend, had a, a father or somebody in the family who was in the intelligence industry. So, I mean, there you go. I mean, and he ended up going through all this. Could there be a spiritual level to this? Um, one thing that comes to mind are the implants under the skin, uh, for a while now, probably since back in the um, 80s, 90s, maybe the late 70s, there's been this talk that the mark of the beast from the book of Revelations might actually be some sort of implant. Uh, do you feel there could be any connection here to an end-of-day scenario or the book of Revelations? Absolutely. I mean, you know, I didn't know how much you wanted to talk about this, but and this is just my feeling, but if you look in Revelation, it gives a description of this thing, this part insect with a human face that's just going around the earth biting people, okay, stinging them, and they're screaming, but they can't die, okay? Now, are you following me? Yes. They're trying to make it so the human can't, humans don't die. I believe they're going to accomplish that. And Perhaps through some I, sort of nanotechnology? Pardon me? Perhaps through a form of nanotechnology? Um, 
I think it's through this AI system. I, I think that um, somehow they're trying right now to figure out how to put human consciousness from someone who's dead back into another person. They're trying to mix humans with machines. Um, many of us TIs have networks in our body that are not normal that are connected to these AI systems, you know. And all these studying the brain, trying to figure out how the brain works, how you can do this, do that. I mean, the bottom line is they're trying to mix um, humans with machines because they believe that it's superior, that it's got to be, you know, that we have too many. So if you think about the Antichrist in the Bible and how he can do all these exploits, you know, the Antichrist doesn't necessarily even have to be born through a person. It could be, could have been developed in a lab. And um, so, is there a spiritual component to this? I believe so. Yes. I mean, now there are a lot of targeted individuals that are not spiritual. I don't think they select you because you're spiritual. But there's also a lot of targeted individuals who are uh, believers in God. So I don't think the selection process for TIs is based on that, but I do think that the thinking behind this is definitely lines up with the what the Bible tells us is, is going to happen. And I believe that if you if you think about this, Daniel, um, God developed humans and angels with free will. Okay. And one of the things this technology does is take away free will. Or they're trying to, put it that way. And they're also altering people uh, to commit crimes or have behavior they would normally not have. And that is against everything that God has given us. So they're going into the spiritual realm when they decide that they're going to alter a person, corrupt a person, or change that person's uh, thinking. One thing that I find particularly interesting is the stuff that's been coming out in the past, oh, I don't know, last five years about chemtrails. There's some researchers out there that have actually been studying them quite a bit, and there's some really eerie phenomena popping up, uh, you know, exactly like you alluded to earlier with, with things that resemble nanotechnology actually uh, possibly entering into our bodies from the air, being dispersed by these airplanes, and even the airplanes themselves are showing some really weird phenomena. Uh, they appear almost as if they might have some sort of in invisibility technology, maybe something holographic going on, but they seem to just appear and disappear at times. Oh, um, absolutely, and we don't know exactly what they're spraying, and um, but we do know that uh, people are turning up with this nanotechnology in their body, and it's not good. And um, I personally, they put nano sensors into my body, and I had them coming out of the skin. And when they came out of the skin, I sent it away to the uh, toxologist who then um, sent it to a lab, and it was nanosensors. And um, 
And nanosensors are, um, you know, can be tra very tiny tracking devices. So, you know, the smart dust, when they drop smart dust in an area, they, they can see everything that's going on from the air. The idea, um, but however, this stuff inside the body, they, you know, it's like um, it's, the body was pushing these nanosensors out of my body. They're pushing them out because the body rejects it. Same thing with the implants. A lot of people that have implants are getting cancer around them. I had them. Um, implant surgery schedule and um, my insurance refused to have them taken out. They wouldn't pay for them. Uh, the way we submitted it was foreign body material in the body but when they realized it was implants they refused. It's crazy. Why would you refuse? So I wasn't able to do it. Now I'm going to tell you when I went through um, the airport, you know how they've gotten very sophisticated scanners at the airport now. Mm -hmm. and, um, prior to that, they didn't used to show, but I went to Florida, and the, the funny thing is I was actually meeting another TI, and we were going to this doctor to try to get these implants out, and this these implants are really old, okay, because I've been a victim a long time. They don't even need the implants anymore. They use the uh, EEG brainwave like I talked about earlier. Um, all they do is that your brainwaves give a certain pattern, okay, just like the fingerprint. So they can track you, Daniel, and get your EEG brainwave. And once they have that, they can hook a signal to your brainwave and torture you directly into your brain without ever needing an implant. But I do have implants because I've been a victim so long. We're talking over 30-some years of weapons. So, anyways, um, when I went through, to, through the airport, the implants are now showing at the airport. And they pointed it out that I had, you know, when I went through to Florida. So, you know, I should have um, asked if there was some way I could, you know, get the image of what they were seeing. But at the time, I was just wanting to get through the airport and we, we always go through so much hassle. I already knew I had them but you know um, I, I guess if we ever had to pull it up we could go back and and go back and ask them to um, but there was they seen uh, one in my uh, right arm on the way to Florida and on the way back they seen one in my left um, left leg and what they did was they pulled me over they thought I was you know, and what, and had to, I like not strip search me, but I had to pull it so they could feel and make sure I didn't have something there. They said there's definitely something right there, and I said, well, I. They said, did you have surgery? Did you have, you know, something put in your body or a medical implant? I said, no, I've never had it. And they said, well, there's something there. So now the technology is getting so advanced that that even at the airport, this stuff is showing. It's it's really strange because, um, you know, just about as long as the alien lore, alien mythology, the, the various online communities and books have been written about this, but as long as it's been going on, people have been reporting being implanted during their, um, you know, supposed alien abductions. Uh, do you feel that this could be perhaps 
Um, human perpetrators in disguise using an, an early form of this implant technology to to implant people without them knowing it was actually humans doing this? Oh, absolutely. And not only that, there's a lot of us who have had incidences where we woke up and was in a, you know, like maybe at a party when we were younger or something really odd happened. One guy... Um, you know, he tells a story where he was with his girlfriend and some friends, and he was knocked out for over a day, and then woke up with a slit in his neck, and then the the abuse started. So, um, you know, yeah, this can happen, and you see how the, in the paperwork how they drug people and, you know, all kinds of stuff. It can happen in, in a lot of different ways, and, and if they want to make it look like you know, you're an, being abducted, and, and that's a scenario they could get. They could drug you and put you into some place and, and, um, and make you think that's what's happening. What do you feel is the best way that we can fight back or defend ourselves from this particular phenomena of gang stalking and harassment and electronic harassment and all this stuff? Is there anything at all that we can do? Well, I think, first of all, there has to be some very serious consequences for doing this to someone. I think that the first step would be for them to pull our files and make it right with the victims. Uh, that's absolutely got to happen. We're, okay, this is enough. Enough is enough. We know this is happening. Um we're going to, you know, compensate and the victims and stop the crime, number one. Then number two, put very serious consequences in um, that if, for just the fact that somebody can have these weapons and just randomly go after someone, an ex-wife or a neighbor or whatever. And so it has to be serious enough that if somebody's going to uh, try to beam an elf wave at a neighbor or something, that they know they could lose their family and everything. It has to be very serious. Uh, and then also, there would have to be some kind of oversight of some of these agencies, the government funding, and these tests that are being conducted. I mean, there has to be some oversight. You can't have, uh, you know, brain testing going on and, and nobody even follows up on. Like, a good example is if you're doing clinical studies and they say, well, 100 people were exposed to X amount of radiation over an X period of time and here's what happened. I mean, really? How, how are they getting that? How did they get that number of people with that exact dose over X period of time? You see what I'm saying? And, you know, the doctors will look at those studies and utilize them and never ask how. Nobody asks how. How are we, how did we test microwave weapons? How did we get those weapons tested? How did we do non-lethal weapon tests? No, they just look at the end result. They have to know that this is being done on unsuspecting or unwilling victims. They have to know it. And that has to stop. And the other thing is um, just, I think, getting uh, the police educated in the weapons. Um, like this whole deal with uh, 
what happened in Cuba. You know, it took the government so long to just come out and admit that it was some kind of directional energy that actually gave them brain trauma, okay? They don't want to admit these weapons, and they're hiding it. I believe because the panic, well, there'll probably be panic amongst people, like, oh my gosh, people can make these weapons, they can do this. But at some point, it has to come out. It, there has to be some way that it comes out in such a way that you can't, if somebody goes into the emergency room and they say, look, I just took a really bad hit of something that I believe was a handheld weapon. I've seen it with my eyes or here's a burn. And then they put them in the mental institution because they've got a burn and they think it was a laser. When any Joe on the block can buy a laser and just torch it up and, and burn someone if they want to, this whole thing has to stop. There has to be education to the um, psychiatrists that just because someone's hearing voices, they have to rule out the possibility if they've never heard voices, they're 50 years old, that these voices are being placed in by technology. You have to be able to go into the emergency room and have it documented as a microwave burn. The only way is that these people have to know the government's got to stop covering it up and, and educate all levels and say, look, this is the technology and this is what could happen and you have to know that there could be victims that come in. Because otherwise, there's no way. You, you're, it's, it's always just going to be this mystery and nobody's going to solve anything. And the crimes will continue. And believe me, the thugs know about these weapons. The thugs have them. And Patty, we are approaching the end of the interview, but I did want to go ahead and give you one more opportunity to speak to my audience out there and say whatever you would like to say. Um, feel free to hop on that soapbox one more time, and please also follow that up with anything at all that you might want to plug, any link, social media, anything at all that you would like to. Well, I have an email there. Um, if you would like to, if anybody has any comments or would like to send me an email or discuss anything, um, my whole uh, purpose of doing this is just letting people know that this is not out of reach, that this can happen to anyone. And to stand behind the targeted individual community and speak up for them, write letters, um, you know, as someone who is not a victim, just say, I believe this is happening. Um, I'm concerned that these things are going on. Um, also, uh, you know, just if you're a doctor and you're in the, in, out there and, and someone comes in and says it, please listen, consider it. If you work in an emergency room, I mean, it's definitely possible that when someone says they were hit with something, they were. And, and also just in, if you're in an, in a psychiatrist or in the counseling area, you can bring literature into where into your office. Everybody can do their own part to just let people know that this stuff is happening and that there are real victims out there. All right, and Patty, I 
I, I feel so bad about what's been going on with you. I hope, I really hope that uh, there is hope for you and that this ends at some point in the future. But I do want to thank you very much for joining me this evening. It's been incredibly informative, and I'd absolutely love to talk to you again one day. Well, thank you so much, and I hope I helped. Um, I did want to tell you I had a really bad torture week, so if I sound a little drained or um, intense today, it's because I had a very, very bad torture week. So hopefully my voice wasn't too raspy. <laughs> Normally it's, it doesn't sound like this, but I did. The thing of it is you can't let it stop you. you got to go forward. So... Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, r really, in my opinion, one of their goals is to uh, b break down your willpower and get you to give up. And I think you're doing an awesome job hanging in there. Oh, hell yeah. <coughs> we got a lot of gun stores here. Hell, we got places here you can go inside there and run a freaking automatic machine gun and shoot shit up down in their uh, shooting range. Hey, Al, what do you think of this phenomena of gang stalking? Gang stalking? What actually, what, what actually is that? Well, it's when people are being harassed, like they're being hit by weaponry, or they're being, they're being followed, or they're being spied upon, things of that nature. Oh, I've, already, I've dealt with that myself, personally. Would you mind back sharing some of the details? Yeah, you know, back when I was driving a truck, there was a week or two. Everywhere I went in the country, I kept seeing the same damn cars and the same people in them. They were following you? I was following. As a matter of fact, they did. Was this the Illuminati? They were following me all over the country. I don't know who they were. I don't really believe in the Illuminati anymore. I think it's just some fictitious thing the fucking Bill and the Burgers came up with to distract everybody from what they're doing. Oh, well, that's a very drastic change. I remember that um, you were very convinced, uh, you, you know, a year or two ago that the Illuminati was very real. Yeah, I thought so, too, and I found out some other things. I figured it's just some... Um, cover story to hide the real people behind the scenes like George Soros and the House of Windsor and various other rich people pulling the strings. <coughs> I heard an interesting thing on Coast to Coast last night, though. Out of the, uh, all the presents we've ever had, we've had two that weren't puppets. One was Ronald Reagan, the other one is Donald Trump. Wouldn't uh, Andrew Jackson fall in that category as well? He really went after those bankers back in his day. Yeah, but they weren't well organized like they're today, right? Or as well organized? Yeah, I, I suppose. Well, times were a lot more primitive back then than they are now, right? Now we got all this electronic control. So you don't believe that Donald Trump is a puppet? Nope. Or he wouldn't be pissing everybody off so much. Are you a Trump supporter then? Yeah, I voted for him. And you still support him? I'm doing a fine job. 
Well, look at it this way. Whoever's president, I support, right? So did you support... Doesn't matter what... Did you support well, Obama? It doesn't matter what the personal fucking beliefs are and shit like that. All these other people need to quit whining. He's our president. You know, just deal with it. It's like, it's like the conservatives were dealing with Obama for eight years, right? Yeah, it seems to go back and forth. Yeah, exactly. So people just need to freaking learn to live with what we got. I posted on my Facebook the other day, yeah, you don't get the leadership you want, you get, we get the leadership we deserve. How do you feel about North Korea? Uh, it's a bunch of nonsense bullshit. They're on coast to coast last night or the night before due to saying something about the Chinese and the Russians are using that as a, when we go after North Korea, they're going to use that as an excuse for a trigger point. Uh, nucus, and that we're just going to absorb the freaking nuclear hit without retaliating. So, you know, there's so many people out there with theories and freaking propaganda and stories about what's going to happen. You know, you can't believe any of it. Yeah, there does seem to be quite a bit of that out there. Like a lot of these guests that go on coast and these podcasts and shows like that. I, I mean, you got to imagine that a lot of it, and it, no offense to anybody out there, but you got to imagine a lot of it is probably just something that's exaggerated or it could be made up entirely because they either want to go out there and spread disinfo or they simply want to make money from selling books. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. They want to make money and fucking, and some people want to just spread misinformation. And there's one thing I'm noticing that freaking uh, nobody seems to be ever discussing is Fukushima. It seems like that's kind of fallen by the wayside a bit. Yeah, but I know for a fact that they're pumping 100,000, maybe 300,000 gallons of seawater an hour through that thing to keep it cool. And just pumping it right back into the ocean. I've been seeing maps showing the freaking entire Pacific Ocean is almost freaking dead now. Yeah, that's something that my last guest was talking about on the last show, the Fukushima radiation is causing quite a bit of damage out there, and it's all being downplayed quite a bit. Yeah, that's the freaking real threat right there. They got all these distractions at us. Believe this, believe that, believe whatever. And then nobody's even freaking thinking about what Fukushima is doing to the freaking planet. Hey, Al, a lot of people liked your your invisible college stuff from that other show. Well, I hope they'd go there and find the website I found and do their own and read the whole thing. Yeah, it was very informative. A, I think there's definitely some truth there. I'm not sure if it's the absolute truth, but there's definitely something there. I think that pretty much everything that you said is likely true. Yeah, I'm a firm believer in it. Now, that's why I'm saying the little noise is a bunch of fake shit. I don't know if it's it's necessarily fake. I think that there's a lot of things that are put out there about it that's fake, but, I mean, we did have the Bavarian Illuminati. That was the real thing. Yeah, but, you know, Illuminati just means illuminated. You know? Yeah, yeah. If they're letting all this shit happen, you know, freaking all fucked up and shit, they're not very illuminated. 
I think illumination is something that's very subjective. What what is really illuminated? I mean, maybe you have some knowledge of symbolism or you have some knowledge of magical ceremony or you know how things work behind the scenes, but that doesn't necessarily make you illuminated. That seems like something that would be very hard to judge. Who's really to say what counts and qualifies as illuminated? Well, what I consider illuminated is fucking seeing what's really going on behind the scenes, seeing the real picture instead of bullshit, filtering out all the bullshit. Yeah, it can be hard to tell what's real in this day and age. Well, right now, being illuminated is freaking uh, a hip in thing, you know what I mean? It's hip to say that you are illuminated or awakened when you're really not. It's just a hip thing to be right now, especially amongst the millennials. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've been finding a lot of millennial stuff on Facebook, and it just cracks me up how they think they're illuminated when they freaking don't even know what's really going on. They just, like I said, right now it's hip to be illuminated and awake. Yeah, for sure. I think that there is something there to an Illuminati, however, because this whole idea of secret societies, we know for sure that's real. I mean, Freemasons, for example, you have a Freemason temple and and even the smallest towns out in the middle of nowhere. So there must be something going on, but perhaps it's not quite as concise and focused as we would like to imagine. Yeah, exactly. It's just a bunch of splinter groups, basically. I can agree with that. They all got their own agendas, right? Yeah, there's a... There's a drawing out there, or or a diagram, I should say. I think it might be from David Icke, but it shows a pyramid, and it shows how all these different sections of the pyramid, they're cut off from each other, but there's something at the very top that's in control of all of them. But those individual groups, they might not necessarily be working in cohesion at any time. In fact, they have little wars and disputes amongst themselves. Right, exactly, because they're all power-hungry. I don't give a shit about money and wealth. All I care about is the power and the control. Yeah, that's why people want money, because it gives you power. Yeah, it gives you control, too. Hey, I want to freaking... Uh, I'm tired of the rock and rolls kind of dying off here in the United States, and I want to start me a radio station here where I can broadcast all the bands that I like, you know what I mean? And make people listen to it, or at least find people to listen to it. The problem with doing it online is you gotta have, you gotta figure out how to find your audience, just like what you did with your show. Uh, yeah, yeah of course. Now, one problem I'm having with this because I was thinking about buying a local station, whatever the cheap, whatever it lasts in the market is, trying to get it cheap and then just broadcast over the airwaves. But I noticed I work at an Enterprise Rent a Car Admin at the airport. I've been noticing that every time somebody comes into town, as soon as they get in the car, the first thing they do is sync up their phone to the stereo. So they can play their songs instead of what's playing on the radio, right? Yeah, Bluetooth. Yeah, well, everybody's getting away from listening to the airwave radio. And when they get in a vehicle now, most of the time they got their phone synced up to the radio in the car and they're listening to the music that they like on their phone, right? Yeah, and and that's the problem with going that terrestrial radio route and having an old-fashioned radio station with an antenna. Yeah, I see that dying off over the next 10 years or so. 
Oh, yeah, I mean, in my opinion, yeah, an online station is the way to go because you can get those people that are just using their phones, and you can reach the entire world. Yeah, but how do you find the audience, though? You know what I mean? Like, I want to play some bands that were hit back in the 70s and 80s, but, you know, they're kind of falling off by the wayside now kind of a little bit. Well, once they have the you, hardcore fans, and that's it. Sure. Well, once you actually have the station going, you'll have to market it through social media and w- whatever means that you can find. You can, uh, uh, you know, do anything that you can do to draw attention to what you're doing, and, and you try to drum, drum up support and and get people that are fans to tell other people that might enjoy it. And you know, you start off small and you just slowly try to propagate and, and by offering something that nobody else is. Right, but it costs money to market yourself nowadays, and everybody wants a piece of your pie. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that, but there are ways to do it cheap and ways to do it for free, but yeah, it's not easy. I mean, it's not easy marketing the show, getting it out there. There's a lot that goes into it, and there's really not much reward. It's a lot of hard work, and it costs a lot of money, and basically all I get out of it is the possibility that somebody might show up on my porch one day to take my life from me. <laughs> I wouldn't worry too much about that. They don't really care that much about you talking about what you talk about because they know that the majority of the population just thinks it's all crackpot shit anyway, right? I hope that you're right about that, Al. I, I hope that that's the case because it makes me feel much more secure, much more safe, much more comfortable about what I'm doing. But I always have that sinking feeling in the back of my mind, in the pit of my stomach, knowing that, who knows, perhaps I'm connecting the dots a little bit too well at times. Yeah, well, you are you don't have a big enough audience. I mean, look at Coast to Coast AM. If, if you were really a threat, then they wouldn't be allowed to be as big as they are, right? Or show, uh... No, I'm not sure about that because the thing about Coast to Coast is it's highly edited. Um, George Norrie has kicked people off the air for talking about things that are controversial, things that could upset people. Um, there are topics that Coast to Coast won't go anywhere near. Uh, like Rush Limbaugh, huh? What's up? He won't go anywhere near the UFO. Like Rush Limbaugh, he won't go anywhere near the UFO topic at all. I don't think Rush Limbaugh is somebody that's very aware of these type of things. Um, somebody like George Norrie, I would say, definitely. Um, somebody like John B. Wells digs a little bit deeper with his show and his subject matter. I would say that somebody like him is probably more in danger of stumbling upon something that he shouldn't be talking about. But even still, you have to think that if they were to go out and do something to somebody that's a public figure, it's immediately going to legitimize the whole thing, and and it's going to be proof of what they're actually doing. Yeah, well, like I said earlier, there's just so many different stories out there that it's almost impossible to filter out the real truth amongst it all, you know? Yeah, that I can definitely agree with. Um, there seems to be so many different perspectives on things, and they conflict with each other, and perhaps this is done on purpose, but at the same time, I've had some experiences in my life that are just completely, what would I even call them, insane, paranormal, supernatural experiences that defy all logic and everything that I've ever been taught. And after I've experienced these things, who am I to tell anybody else that they're lying or they're making stuff up? Exactly. Just like if I'm telling somebody a story about an experience like what you're talking about, and they look at me or tell me I'm full of shit, I'm not asking you to believe me. I'm just telling you or 
I'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass. I'm just telling you what happened to me. Uh, yeah, same with me. And I'm somebody <sighs> that believes that there is a human level to what's going on. There's a very provable human level, a physical level, and I believe that there's also a technological level, there's an alien level to it, and there's also a spiritual level to it. And interspersed throughout the whole thing is is a, a world of ceremonial ritual magic as well. And once you get into these subjects, the whole thing becomes very confusing, very daunting. And most people are, at that point are just going to want to bury their heads in the sand and not even look at it anymore because it's so weird. It's so alien that it could literally drive a person insane. Well, there's a good one for you. I'm noticing freaking everywhere I go, if I try to make small talk with a stranger that just happens to be near me while I'm waiting for something or doing something, they don't even want to talk to you anymore. They just want to be oblivious in their own little... I mean, fact, anything. You try to talk to somebody, they ignore the crap out of you, and then freaking when they do acknowledge you, they just give you an uninterested freaking response. I'm talking about just making small talk. I'm not talking about talking to weird shit. I'm talking about just making general small talk. Oh, yeah. Like but, people anymore don't, yeah, don't I, want to do that anymore. I, I know what you mean. This day and age, uh, everybody is in a hurry. They'd all rather play on their smartphones and actually talk to somebody. Exactly. And even when, even when you're working like that, and, you know, I can multitask. I can be working, doing my task, and thinking about stuff and talking to people at the same time. But most people are having difficulty doing that anymore. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. And and also people are losing their abilities to interact with the opposite sex. They They don't know how to... Uh, seduce, they don't know how to court, they don't know how to interact with the other sex in in that fashion. They don't know how to do it. They Nobody ever taught them. They didn't learn through experience. And they're so busy yeah, they playing on the more, computers well, and on the phones that they're not ever able to... More important What's that? It's like your generation, they were more interested in playing video games and dating. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's but now wait a second. Don't pick on my generation because um, the generation coming after not, me is I'm ten times I'm worse. I'm not picking on your generation. I'm just, I'm just, that's just an observation, that's all. I'm not picking on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. It's just that, you know, I, I've heard that sort of talk before, your generation and, and stuff like that. I mean, you know, it's it's uh, it, it's sad because really the, the younger generations are the future, and every generation, it, it does seem to get a little bit worse and a little bit worse, but, um, you know, I'd I like to think that uh, there's hope out there, and we're not all a bunch of morons, and, uh, you know, that you hear that term millennial tossed around quite a bit, and I'm a millennial, and I, I get a little bit, bit offended by that because, um, you know, I'm not one of these idiots that just spouts off rhetoric or, you know, spends all day playing on my phone. I, I actually read books and have an opinion about things. Yeah, well, you're thinking, man. Well, it's like my generation, video games came along when I was a teenager. And but most of my generation, once they became adults, they got disinterested in video games, and they just went on and did other things. But whereas your generation was raised with them from birth, and you've had them since you were a little kid and stuff, because that's what your parents did to keep you occupied while they were doing what they had to do. And so your generation just had that big thing, you know, when they're going like. Plus, when I was younger in high school and stuff like that, the video games were real cheesy. You know, the graphics like on the Ataris. Yeah, of course, yeah. 
Yeah, they didn't have those modern graphics like the video games you got today where it's like watching a movie or a cartoon, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's it was very basic. Um, back then, the video games were basically all you could do is beat the other score. There weren't levels like they have now. There wasn't a story in there. Uh, nowadays, the video games are so complex and really so fun that you can't put them down. I mean, the experience that you have yeah, inside the movie. Yeah, the experience you have inside the game. Sure, you're you're able yeah, to collect money. You're actually in the game. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, that's where we're going next. But you can do things that you can't do in real life. Like I, I'm not sure if you heard about these Grand Theft Auto games, but you can actually go around and steal cars from people and go on shooting sprees, and the cops will come after you, and they'll keep intensifying how many police are coming after you. Next thing you know, you got police uh, SWAT teams coming after you, and helicopters and things like that. Yeah, see, last time I played Grand Theft Auto, it was nothing like that. Do you ever play video games? Oh, yeah. I had the Atari 2600 when I was in high school. I could sit there and play for hours and never get killed playing Asteroids and Space Invaders and bowl a perfect bowling game. And, you know, but, you know, then I, got, I went and bought a guitar and I never looked at a video game again. Tell me about that. What What, what made you want to go buy a guitar? Uh, uh, one of my guy I worked for had one for sale, and he offered it to me, and I just said, "Okay, I'll buy it from you. Check it out." And I learned how to play every song on the Scorpions Animal Magnetism album, and a couple of Judas Priest albums. And I'm pretty good at this. Maybe I should pursue that. So you just played by ear. Yep, and I started playing for a while by ear, and I started putting microphones in front of my amplifier and recording on cassette tapes and my ideas. And then one day I got a brain fart and bought me a four-track cassette and started recording entire songs, kind of. Learned how to put songs together, and now I got a computer, and I can do up to 100 tracks a song. Uh, yeah, I can do quite a few overdubs now, so I can make my music sound more... Oh, you haven't heard my new stuff yet, have you? I don't think so. Yeah, I've been real busy these last since uh, last Halloween. I've been singing. I've got a bunch of country tunes and some uh, ICP-like kind of tunes. Nice. In fact, that's the route I'm going now. So I'm going to be putting me out an ICP-like and twisted kind of album. How do you? What advice do you have for people that are getting into the guitar and they're just not making any progress? How can they learn how to play? Uh, if you ain't making no progress, I suggest they give it up. Give it up. Maybe they got other. You're not talking about you, are you? Uh, no. Why would I be talking about me? I'm talking about my friend. His name is Daniel. My friend Spaniel, he wants to know. Well, I, can, I picked up the guitar and just started playing and taught myself. And so as long as you keep practicing and practicing and practicing, then you'll eventually get it. But you're saying that if a yep. person isn't getting it, they should probably just quit. If they're not improving, they can't improve in a year playing all the time, then, you know... Maybe, Obviously the maybe, it's not just, it. maybe it's just not their thing, is what you're saying. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Maybe they have other they probably have other talents that they need to discover. Maybe they're good at drawing. Maybe they're good at painting. Al, I got a question you know, for you. I got a question for you. Go ahead. This flat earth thing, it's driving me nuts. Is the earth flat or is it round? It's an orb. So it's round. If you watch the... <clears throat> yeah, it's a ball. It's an orb. A globe. Like when... Uh, did you watch the SpaceX rocket Heavy Falcon launch last week? Two weeks ago? No, because I know that's all fake. Is it? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, there's a... I was watching a video live from there. And it was showing uh, around Earth. And the sun was up there, and you could see all kinds of UFOs flying with it, too. And flying past it. Shitloads. You know how I know they're UFOs? They move They move fast and stop or slow down, and they're not all moving at the same speed. If, they were, if it was, like, little particles, it would all be floating at the same speed with the rocket. If it was, like, paint chips and shit that fell off the rocket when it got up there, traveling with it. They'd all be traveling at the same speed when they're going past it. They wouldn't be all going by and then slow down and take off. Interesting. Uh, you, you live, I told you before, if you take a pair of binoculars and go up in the mountains and just look straight up at the stars, you'll see a bunch of them moving in all kinds of weird directions. Yeah, I'm actually, I actually intend to buy some night vision goggles to do a little experimenting like that. Only second and third generation goggles work. <clears throat> the first ones didn't have the right circuitry or whatever, and the second and third do. And they figured out that the third on the third generation you can see stuff like that, and so they made put a filter on the fourth generation. And uh, when they found out that they could you could see stuff like that, anybody that bought them and sent in the warranty card. Got a letter saying send it back or else. Holy shit. So, but luckily most people don't send in the warranty card on stuff like that. So there's a lot of them still floating around out there. You just got to find them. Did I think they got to be made from like 2000 to 2005 or six or something like that. That's Al, the second, third generation. Al, did you, did you hear about my big plan? Which one's that? You got a lot of plans. Well, my plan is to build a school for gifted youngsters that have special abilities. Oh, yeah, I did. I'm good to see about that. <clears throat> now, what kind of special abilities? Are you talking about like a Harry Potter school? Uh, kind of. Like any any kids that have special powers, like if they can, uh, you know, if they have telepathy or telekinesis or perhaps they can freeze things or perhaps they were born with wings like an angel or they, they might even have some sort of ability to project blasts out of their eyes. You know that one in 160 children are born with a tail? What? That's... One in 160 children are born with a tail. See, these are the type of kids that I want to talk to because now the first thing they're probably probably going to do is try to cut that tail off. I do not want that them to cut do. that tail off. I want them to leave it on there so this child may learn to hang from trees using this vest, vestigial tail. 
Well, they got a mentality that they got to cut the tail off so the kid can have a normal life. You see, that's what I'm against. I'm against the whole idea that that you should call these children freaks or cut their tails off. I say leave the tails on, and then they can come join my school, and they can learn how to use their tail to fight evil. Yeah, but the problem is the people that run the world made sure that they got that mentality stuck in. They've got to cut the tail off so the kid can have a normal life. That's why I want to get to these children before they do, because I know they're going to take them and they're going to brainwash them and they're going to repurpose them for their own evil agenda. I want to get to them first so we can protect these children. The only way that's going to happen is if you work in a maternity ward, dude. Well, I, I might be able to to have some kind of connection with somebody that does work there, and I can uh, I can get them to grab those babies before anybody else does. Uh, no, wait, hold on. That would be kidnapping. Disregard everything I just said. I heard every baby born since 2010 is getting a chip implanted in them. Oh, shit. That's the mark of the beast. No, it's just they're getting, no, they're getting implanted with chips with their freaking, because every, every newborn has to get the social security number now. Oh, yeah. That's... Second you're born, second you're born in the hospital, freaking gets you a social security number. And that's your freaking, on your chip. Hey, Al, do that's you... That's all it's on do you think there's any sort of... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I mean, that's all that's on the chip is your social security number. Do you feel that you have any sort of biological or biomechanical, I should say, implants inside your body? Right, I got several. Who put them in there? Got one or two in my leg. Got one in my skull, up in my scalp. Got, uh, I got a few... How'd they get in there? I don't I don't know. I just figure I got freaking when I was driving a truck out there on the road out in the park I used to park out in the middle of nowhere on purpose just to hope to be contacted. And apparently I was. So I have no memory of that, of course. The thing is though, because they have these implants inside of you, they can listen to everything that you say and monitor you twenty four seven. Yeah, well, I got a radio and a freaking cosmic cell phone in my head, too. What does this cosmic cell phone do? Uh, I don't know. I guess I'm some sort of switchboard that certain aliens or beings are using me to, as a conduit for, to communicate with other places. Have they given you <coughs> any recent directives or orders? No. They're just letting me live my life out as a normal human being. Are you are you okay, Al? You're coughing a lot. Are you sick? No, I just smoke too much. Oh, you got to give that up, buddy. Yeah, it did, and then I started smoking again. You got to give that up. That's going to kill you. <clears throat> no, it won't kill me. It'll just fuck me up pretty good. You're you're dying already. I can hear it. You can't even talk. You you can't even get in the air. This is bad. I'm getting there. I just got certain crap stuck in my throat. That's all. Oh my, you you got to give that up. I'm worried about you. Yeah, my mom is too, but it's wor it sounds worse than it is. Some stuff I've been dealing with all my whole life and smoking. Uh, I don't know. I I think you're uh, in denial. Uh, could be. All I know is I'm here until 2046. So what hap um, what happens in 2046? That's when I'm supposed to die. Who told you this? 
Uh, some information I got about 10, 15 years ago. From who? The, the spirits. Did they tell you anything about? To, did they tell you anything about me? No, I used to do definition using the radio. Tell, like tell ask, me how that works. Questions. Tell me all about this. I just ask ask the error a question and then just start flipping through dials and listen to what the people are saying. Sometimes it can form sent like you just keep hitting the scan button and hold, hit the scan, hold off for a minute, hit the scan, hold and hold off for a few seconds. And you can do it going back and forth, and they form sentences. That's kind of scary. Or they give you little bits of information that you need to answer your question. That's spooky. anybody can do that. Anybody can do that just by asking, just asking the air, like driving down the road, and ask, just say a question in the air while you're driving down the road. And a lot of times, the lyrics in the song or what the people are talking about will answer your question for you. I That's discovered scary. that about 15 years ago. No, it's just something that everybody can do. Like I, was, I had a CD player, and all of a sudden it kept playing the same song over and over and over again. Then all of a sudden it wouldn't play at all. I was okay because I was getting information from my CDs. And then uh, so I was okay if I can't freaking use my CDs. Fuck! I'll just use the radio. And I turned the radio on, and the radio started answering my questions for me. Do you ever do you ever play with tarot cards? Yeah, I got a couple of different kinds. I got an Alistair Crowley deck, Toff deck, and I've got a uh, extraterrestrial contact card deck. An extraterrestrial contact deck? That sounds interesting. You want me to tell you what all the different cards that are? Where'd you get it? At a local metaphysical store. All right, Al. Uh, I just realized how long I've had you on the line. It looks like... Uh, We've gone a little over. Uh, I'm going to let you go, buddy. All right. All right. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, you have a good night. You too, brother. And that was Al calling to us from the beautiful state of Utah. Quite a bit of interesting stuff he had to say. That radio thing, particularly interesting. Maybe I'll try it. I do think there's something to that stuff. Some kind of synchronicity that permeates through all things. I've heard of people using bones to figure out the f future. That's an old one, reading the bones. Or using tarot cards or staring into a crystal ball. I believe they call that scrying when you stare into a crystal ball or an obsidian ball. Or you can just stare into a black piece of, piece of cloth. Or stare into the water. Oh, we've got another call. Aren't I the popular one? As Jim Carrey would say. Hello. Hey, Daniel. Hey there, buddy. What's going on, my man? Well, quite a bit. Do you have anything to say this evening? Because I sure as heck have some things to say to you. Oh, you do? Sure. Oh, well, please say them. Uh, but, yeah, I've got a bunch of things to say. You go first. Well, I wanted to just start, like, you know, correcting Al on a couple things. The history of the Illuminati is just so deep and extensive, and go, there's tons of books. Go read them, you know. They were there. 
Todd, I, I think that's just Al. One week he's saying one thing, the next week he's saying the opposite. Um, no, nah, he's not like that. He's not like that. He actually holds a pretty steady position on all of his weird views. Um, he's just probably coming to that realization where the whole thing's phony. All of it could be phony, right? We've talked about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there, there's always times, being that we are in this subject matter, I have times where I become disillusioned and I get fed up with what I feel are people that are scamming or lying or just trying to make money or exaggerating. Of course, I've had those thoughts and I've had those feelings. But overall, my experience, my research, my knowledge, the people that I've talked to, it seems to outweigh the bullshit and the fakery and the con artistry and the hoaxing. Well, I'll explain um, what Al isn't isn't uh, grasping there. As the power structure's been here a long time, it uses all these different uh, branches and groups to 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 do what it does. As soon as the spotlight gets put on a group, Daniel, they start to pull back their use of that group to to uh, do things. And then they put people in there that they would be uh, side members. We didn't really want to use those guys anyways. And then they move the power away out of those groups as soon as they get discovered and they place the power somewhere else. That sounds likely. Yeah, like skull and bones. That's not the power center anymore. Um, nope. As soon as it was on, uh, you know, they used George Bush and John Kerry. Notice how there was George Bush and John Kerry in that election. The Democrat and the Republican presidents were both skull and bones members. Brothers. This is how I think it works, Todd. And I'm not disagreeing with you, and I'm not disagreeing with Al, but what I believe is that there are, there are several groups, yes. There are many different groups at play at any given time, and there are times when one or the other is dominant. But I also believe that there isn't necessarily a center or a core or anything necessarily at the top of the pyramid, at least that we can see. It very well may be that the grand master or the great evil behind these various secret societies and splinter groups is is something spiritual. These people are being compelled by the the dark side. They're being compelled by the reptilian part of the brain. They're being compelled by their own lower selves and some sort of, uh, you know, how there's a divine synchronicity running through things. Well, there's also uh, an, an anti to that. There's the opposite end of the spectrum. There's an evil sort of synchronicity and there's a movement and there's an energy and there's a wave that also permeates through all things. That's just what I believe. Totally, but there are levels and degrees of positive and levels and degrees of negative. 
and then flip it in reverse like a mirror and then realize that it reverses back down through, right? Yes. If you look at it closer, it's like a diamond. It has many facets, all of us. Um, your guest was talking about, oh, man, your guest, <laughs> let alone Al. <laughs> you can try to, uh, Al, I love Al. He's got some very intense stories and ideas and smart, lovable uh, person. I know him personally. You know, he trusts trust that he's a good guy. But uh, your guess was interesting, Daniel. That was pretty potent stuff. Well, we'll look at Aleister Crowley, for example. The thing that he was tasked to do in his life here on this earth it was given to him by some sort of entities. There was something non-human that was directing him uh, through his, I think it was his wife, that was channeling channeling uh, a god that was telling him what he was supposed to do. Yeah, he would use a medium. That's what magicians um, were, were kind of instructed, you know, get a medium. She can read the spirits. Do the ritual. She can talk directly to the spirits if you find a, a, a great medium. And um, his wife his wife told him what the spirits were saying. He had uh, he always had a person a female that he called the, his the Scarlet Woman that was depicted in the Book of Revelations. You know where where it talks about the. Uh, the beast and then a scarlet woman. Yeah, who knows what the hell he was going for with that. (laughs) Well, he read the Revelations, the book of Revelations, highly influenced by it. So he used uh, that that symbolism of the the whore of Babylon. Yeah, you know, I think we're I think we're approaching a mystery here. Um, something that's important, something that I don't fully understand, which is probably obvious to the audience out there listening. But at the same time, I believe that there is something here. There's something to this uh, idea of a scarlet woman. Um, whatever it represents, it seemed to be very important to not only Crowley, but his protege, Jack Parsons, as well. Yeah, I mean, Crowley did some pretty crazy stuff if you read this account of his lifestyle. Um, More important and deeper than that, Daniel, is kind of like your guess was really on point with her argument where she's been attacked. Um, What we know about their technology. And this stuff has happened to you. This stuff has happened to you. Yeah, but I, I, I didn't, there weren't stories back then, you know, about what, what it, what could be. But I was smart enough to read stories. When I was back uh, in the, I found like Robert Anton Wilson, I told you about Robert Anton Wilson. He talked all about how they had the Discordian society, the counterculture. 
they they pretended to be the Illuminati and put out some funny books in the 60s around the time Kennedy got assassinated. And there's really weird connections where they typed out their Bible on, or they copied their Bible on Jim Garrison's coffee machine, who was investigating the Kennedy assassination. You remember, 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 one of your guests were talking about that a while back. And they created that discordianism where they were just pretending and they were going to make a joke so they could wake people up. <clears throat> I I absolutely, definitely believe in in an Illuminati. It's just that there may not be an actual group named Illuminati. The when you say Illuminati, you're actually referring to the different various splinter groups. Again, um, you know, Bilderberg, uh, the Council of Foreign Relations, the Trilateral Commission, and then the various families and organizations that fund and support those committees, as well as organizations such as the Catholic Church. Of course, they have a tremendous amount of power to this day, as well as the intelligence agencies, the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, and the secret societies that are behind them, such as Skull and Bones and Freemasonry and stuff like that. These are the, these are the different bricks in the pyramid that support the eye at the top. Yeah, Illuminati is a catch-all phrase to contain all that in a con- in kind of a dumbed-down conspiracy sense, to it, a degree. Yeah, and, and it does come off as extremely fake and goofy, and that's, <clears throat> that's part of how they deceive us, because... Um, you know, this idea, this goofy idea of an, Illum- an actual Illuminati, we all know that that does not actually exist, and that throws people off the trail, and it makes them think that this subject ma- matter is all bullshit, but the truth is that uh, there is an actual movement of some kind going on, and these ideas have been, been going, these ideas have been out there and being propagated ever since the days of the, uh, you know, you know the uh, Alice Bailey's and the uh, Bavarian Illuminati and that that time frame. I don't know when it was, the 1500s, 1600s. Who knows? Perhaps this stuff goes all the way back, like some claim, back all the way before Babylon. Well, look at uh, the world and realize. In uh, ancient to up to modern history, the Middle East is still run by the same culture that ran it ten, uh, seven hundred years ago. They're still operating on old cultural systems. The, the world split into religious and philosophical concepts that have been that, that are ancient and, and, and a large portion of the world still exists in those mindsets. I think more people are breaking out, Daniel. Let me let me throw another Illuminati concept at you since we're just tossing the, the Illuminati um, piece of play doh around that could be anything. The Illuminati could be the the last people in the West that were the most highly educated 
that understand the mysteries, that'll stand up to the hordes. You remember in in Rome, the um, they would have um, barbar barbarians attacked just by the tens of thousands yeah! coming out of the trees as Rome tried to take over uh, Europe and move through. They had all those accounts of the barbarian hordes. Yeah, like Attila the Hun. Yeah. So what if the last lesson, Daniel, here's a wild one. Here's a wild idea. What if the last test is to see if the last most highly educated people can stand up to the barbarian hordes and uh, continue to hold the flame of knowledge against it. We build our enemies, Daniel. That's almost a proven fact. I don't want to sit and argue that point. Uh, well, I, I really have no argument for that. I think that um, uh, that's uh, unequivocally true. Um, what I can say in regards to the idea of an Illuminati, uh, it, this is an important idea. Really, it is, because there's a lot of young people out there and, and old people and people in general that are very confused about this issue, and I can't help but keep thinking about this movie that we both recently saw and we've been talking about quite a bit, uh, American Satan, which is about a band that makes a Faustian bargain with the devil. And there's a lot of references to the Illuminati and things of that nature. And uh, I, I, I couldn't believe how much truth was coming out through this movie. You said it a couple episodes ago, Todd. You said that basically what's going on in this movie is the truth. And after seeing it myself, I have to say that I agree with you. Right on. I'm glad you've seen that. It's one of those movies that once you see it, you can't take it back. Please don't, uh, no young, no young children. You know, don't let any young ones see that one. Yeah, unless you want your kids to turn into a bunch of little Satanists. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> but <laughs> they don't really sell, they don't... <laughs> The movie really doesn't sell you on, like, go join Anton LaVey's cult. It's uh, incredibly well done where they have that Faustian bargain, right? Where he's like, you want to be famous? You got to kill somebody. Yeah. That's how the movie starts. Yeah, that was intense. I, d I didn't know what you were right. talking about when you were telling me about it, but once I actually watched it, I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. <laughs> And so, wow, the way they did it was so so cool. That wasn't a low-budget production, Daniel. That was put out by them, if there is a them, well, in part. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. After seeing it and ex experiencing it myself and actually listening to the, the dialogue and the things that were being said... Um, there's just too many references, too many hints to what is really going on out there, what I've been studying and researching for a little while now. And, and I think that there's something important here, 
in regards to the discussion that we were having just a little while ago, because basically the idea in the movie is that there is an Illuminati, and in the Illuminati, in the inner core of it, these people seem to be Satanists. I think that there's a lot of evidence for that. Uh, perhaps not Satanist, but Luciferian. It seems that at the highest ranks of these secret societies, uh, perhaps some of them at least, there is a a lot of popularity with this Luciferianism, and it seems to permeate the highest, most elite power structures that that form our our world. And that's really scary when you think about it because, uh, yes, Luciferianism is different from Satanism, uh, but at the same time, Lucifer and Satan are supposedly the same being. So even though you might be part of this Luciferianism religion, um, you may be unwittingly a Satanist. Hmm. Well, how can you unwittingly be a Satanist if you don't like worship Satan? Just doing evil, Daniel, does not make you a Satan, Satan worshiper. You know, if you do an evil act. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it, what I'm talking about... Doesn't mean you're born of Satan. <laughs> sure, sure, and, and I don't mean to imply that, um, but the, the idea is, with the Luciferianism, is that you basically believe that Lucifer is Jesus, uh, Lucifer is the light bringer and and a character more akin to Prometheus who is bringing the fire from the gods and giving it to mankind and Lucifer is here to empower us and to set us free from living as a slave to God and and having to worship and be humble and bend the knee so to speak he's here to take us away from that all and, and empower us. And, and this is some very seductive thinking, by the way, in my opinion. I find it to be very seductive and very tempting to, to um, you know, think, think in this manner, to think in this way that's akin to these elite magicians and people of that nature. Uh, I find it very appealing, and I can see the hook, for sure. Uh, but perhaps unwittingly, you are jumping aboard something that is far more evil in nature. Perhaps uh, Lucifer really is Satan, and and he's putting all of this out there really because he just wants to draw everybody into himself. He's very selfish and greedy, and while he's making us think that he's setting us free, he's really enslaving us for his own agenda. Well, I'll say this, Daniel. It's pretty weird. Bill Cooper said, um, these people um, are Luciferians. And he said, their definition of Lucifer is the bringer of the light, the giver of the intelligence. He said, intelligence is their God. Becoming smarter, knowing it. Knowing it. And that's what Bill Cooper was trying to explain was he wasn't saying, oh, my God, this is a devil. He was saying, these people worship Lucifer because they see Lucifer as the bringer of light, the bringer of the intelligence. Um, even Cooper looked at it, and I, and I talked to him about that or whatever. It's on one of his tapes or books. 
where he said they uh, they worship intelligence. So you think of it as devil with the horn poking you in the ass. They don't see it that way. <laughs> they don't see Lucifer in that image. Yeah, and I I I do I do understand that they they see Lucifer as a good guy and my argument is that perhaps perhaps I don't know this for sure but it does say in the book of revelations that basically Satan is going to own the earth during the end times. He's going to be in control. And it, it does seem to me that if all of these high-level leaders are Luciferian, well, it looks like he's accomplished that goal. Um, Satan, a.k.a. Lucifer, is in control of the earth, and that's why there's all this shit going on. I can, I can understand why you'd have that image, but try to see one even cooler. That's just a psyop that's been traded, and they're going to try to pull that off if they can. They keep moving the chess pieces to make it look like that's going to happen because everybody's read the 2,000-year-old book, right, about the end of the world. Um, that's not going to happen because machines are getting smart, and we're in the middle of an intelligence explosion. They're holding us off, making us live like we're still in the 50s, while they can catch up with the amount of intelligence that's starting to explode because of the advanced computer and AI system. The amount of information that's coming through now is so vast and intense that they can't hire enough people to sort through it. And they don't have enough brains to understand what's coming through yet. I've heard it might take 300 years to sort through the shit that the uh, and, and the computers are delivering. We're in an intelligence explosion. So that means, Daniel, at any moment they could find longevity. You might be able to live forever. Yeah, and I I totally get that way of viewing things, and I'm not saying that it's not true. In fact, I would argue that it is true, exactly what you're saying. But that can be true, and also what I'm saying can be true as well, because the universe is based on polarity. And if you if you said that the very first the very first act that happened in our universe was the act of creation, when uh, this entity said, let there be light, well, this entity that we think of as God has a counterpart, a great evil. And it doesn't have to be the Christian idea of Satan. It could be just this opposite to whatever type of God there is out there, if there is one, you know, this great good force. Well, there's an opposite force out there. It's a negative force. And that's what we would consider to be Satan. And perhaps the actual real being itself is more like something from H.P. Lovecraft rather than the Bible. That's entirely possible. But this force is permeating through the story that's happening on this planet right now. And the book of Revelations, maybe it's a psyop, maybe it's a trick. That's entirely possible. But at the same time, 
maybe it's a trick for a reason. Maybe it's all part of the game. Maybe it's meant to happen just like many other things are destined to happen. Well, you're talking about... I said a whole lot of nothing there. (laughs) You keep trying to drag me back around to uh, to talk about Satan. Well, it's, and, you know what it is, Todd? The problem with this is it's an argument like what came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah, and, and it's, it's kind of a boring topic because I don't think Satan is, a, is you know, like a real person. I, I don't. I don't think it's a real guy. It's not one physical entity. That doesn't mean there might not be a spirit that embodies all the horrible stuff that we've ever heard that does roam the world and is playing out exactly as we've been told. But I don't believe in a literal literal being running around with a pitchfork and a, and a tail and a red. But there could be, though. People believe in it so hard. Maybe there is. Oh, oh yeah, I don't believe in the guy with the horns or the tail or the pitchfork or... Um, you know, the the guy with the, the devilish smile making deals and playing the violin and all that. That's that's all mythological fantasy stuff to me. But I do believe that there could be a force out there that represents that that evil, that selfish sort of mentality oh, yeah. that that yeah, that permeates through oh, human yeah. consciousness. Now 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 I'm getting you. Okay, there's people that use that archetype. There's groups. And who knows how long, Daniel, I think this is ancient. They go back to our early history as humans. They understand the psychological mechanisms and the archetypal images, and they continue to play them and run them over and over in our mythologies in our minds, you know, like the devil. He's kind of got the horns and the goatee. (laughs) Good short. Yeah, yeah. And, And of course, there definitely is something in the human psyche that the, that a lot of these mythological beings are representing, uh, for sure. Like, like the trickster, uh, I think that's part of the human psych- psychology. I mean, yeah. who doesn't love a practical joke here and there? But well, I, at other times, then. Go ahead. Oh, but but I also have to wonder, really, what is it that's at the top at the top of this pyramid? I mean, um, you know, some people think it's aliens. Some people think that it stops at the human level. Other people believe that it is Satan or something like that. I think that's the question that we all really want to know. Um, I, I suppose that some people out there would say the ultimate evil is our own ignorance, and really all that we're doing is trying to shine a light in a dark place and and gain wisdom for ourselves, and there is really no bad guy, and that makes sense on some level. But I think that that big question mark there is what drives a lot of this particular type of programming, we all kind of want to know what's at the top of the pyramid. Yeah, and um, I'll tell you, Daniel, when we die, I mean, it's it's over. You might have a memory, you know, people might remember you, 
I remember that person. But you're pretty much out of here. And that's a barrier that we all meet at present. Right, Death? Yes, but as far as is that truly the end, I think that that remains to be seen. I don't think that can be stated as a fact that that's it. I hear you, but where the evidence that's coming through isn't that the dead can't, probably shouldn't be able to come through for a reason. Yeah, yeah. It's a natural, it's a natural progression of life. And if they don't die, if they don't go away, if we don't reach an aging pass, you know, this is just off the, side here, then something something becomes off, it goes off. That's where H.P. Lovecraft was one of the first people that created this idea that he he said that which is, I forget what exactly the saying was, but he said, that which was dead and eternalized even through time, even death may die. Wow. And through eternal, yeah, it was really trippy. So, and through eternal eons, the the the, the I forget what story. It might have been the Call of Cthulhu. I forget, but he wrote this really weird phrase about there might come a time when even death dies, or you know, a thing that even doesn't doesn't die. Well, I'm one of these people that's kind of of the thought that this thing that's happening on the earth right now, what we're experiencing, uh, it, it is real, but on one one level, it's also an illusion. And really, time doesn't truly exist. We are really timeless, immortal beings that exist on another dimension. And what we experience in the physical 3D world is actually an illusion. Yeah, that's um, like we're in a soul school. You know, like a school of souls um, learning. Get to come in. We're like blades of grass, Daniel. Well, you said something that's really we... smart on the last last show, Todd. You you mentioned you were talking about Crowley, and uh, you, you said that one thing that Crowley advised us to do is to try different belief systems and try them out and really take them seriously and integrate them and go from one to the next. And uh, that that's a very powerful statement. That definitely resonated quite a bit with me, Todd. I thought about that quite a bit after you said that on the program. And I think that there's something there. There's some power in that. I don't know if there's really a ultimate truth out there. Maybe if the truth is arbitrary, it's what we make it. A lot of ideas and stuff I've come across, Daniel, I, I don't throw out because probably sound too crazy, but that's why I didn't throw that one out about Crowley um, over the time we taught. is just because it sounds probably crazy to most people to be, oh, that guy's horrible. Whoever said that, <laughs> he's horrible. Even if I just said it about somebody else. 
That'll get you judged. Um, people are real um, picky and, you know, uh, stick, sticky about their belief systems. And I just try to pass some wisdom where I can of what I consider to be wisdom from my perspective. Sometimes it's good to go dive off the deep end and see if you can make it in the pool. Definitely. And I suppose the danger might be that you could lose yourself entirely and you could become like one of these characters in a HP Lovecraft story and just lose your mind to the madness, to the great void out there. Yeah. And if you're lucky, that might teach you a lesson about the nature of, of reality and how to calm your nerves when you start to deal with uh, breaking away from normal, uh, you know, people's concepts. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. There's something that we do to each other. We keep each other anchored in this reality. And if you aren't around people, if you go into solitary confinement or you isolate yourself on purpose, uh, your reality is going to change quite a bit because you're not going to have that influence there to keep you anchored into this 3D materialistic perspective. Sounds like a good thing, almost. Yeah, yeah, you know, I've done things like that. There's been periods in my life where I've kind of taken myself off the grid and become hermit-like, but... Ultimately, having gone back and forth a few times, I, I do believe that um, socializing is very important to the human existence, and we we do need each other, and we should stay connected, and it's not good to cut yourself off or be isolated, or maybe it is. Who knows? Well, Daniel, I've got I to gotta say, I don't know if you've been listening, but Clyde Lewis's show's under attack, Alex Jones's show's under attack. Freeman Fly's been completely driven away. Um, higher side chats the last three or four weeks. He starts his whole show saying we're under attack. Oh, you're kidding but me. I don't know, I don't know anything about that. Oh, no. It's a full scale. The higher side chats with Greg Carwood. Yeah, go listen to the last two or three shows. He starts every show with a rebroadcast of his announcement that he's under attack. And if he goes away, please try to find him at his original... Whoa, website. whoa, whoa. Okay, hold on a second, Todd. Do you mean under attack by... Is he getting banned from social media, or is he saying that his show's actually um, under attack? YouTube's, YouTube's dialing in. That's big, their biggest platforms, I guess. Um... Clyde Lewis is a national radio show, Daniel. They attacked his RSS feed. And I don't even know what that means exactly. I got an idea, but it knocked all of his ability to put up his show on all the platforms that he's on all over, right? Uh-huh. Most people can't listen to his show whatever time it's on at that night. They prefer listening to it later on on a podcast. And so if they don't find his show anymore, Daniel, they might not come back again. 
and all he's selling is some coffee mugs and maybe a t-shirt with ground zero on it. And now people can't even find his shows. You can go to iTunes or SoundCloud and Clyde Lewis is like, you know, number six nationally rated show in the United States and they got his feed. He's talking about the attacks. So it's, it's here, I guess. Yeah, there's been some strange things that have happened on this program. Um, the internet has been knocked out twice. Um, the there was the power got knocked out. I'm still not sure if that was a random storm. Uh, interesting that <coughs> I had the annual, weather manipulation guest on that day. Go ahead. Imagine Daniel if they shut down all ability to communicate any alternative form of information. All alternative websites and anything like that. Or maybe they just edit or delete anything they don't agree with and they put out their own sites. Oh, I know. I know. It's true. And, you know, we we are on YouTube. Many listeners follow the show exclusively through YouTube. It's not all of our audience. It's just part of it. Um and, I do. You know, yeah, yeah, definitely. There's nothing wrong with that. And, and I, I like YouTube, and I haven't had any problems with them censoring or anything like that. But I, those shows are bigger than this show. Um, you know, not hugely, grossly bigger, but they've, they have bigger audiences, and it's no surprise that it's happening to them. And I'm sure the same thing is going to happen to me. Um, I, I've been aware that eventually I would come under fire of some kind, whether it's uh, harassment or uh, threats or or b- being blocked or having technological interference. I've I've totally seen that happening down the pipe since I started doing this, and it's always been a monkey on my back, of course. But I kind of like that these people are being attacked because at least there's some freaking proof out there. The, and and you guys out there, you know that I'm not some fucking foil hat wearing psychopath. Uh, now that you see it happening to other shows, maybe you'll believe me. Yeah, and your show dev- devoted a large portion of time to the deepest parts of this subject. Yeah, exactly. Where, and, yeah, where their sure. their show stayed surface level, and you went deep. Yeah, yeah, and and I so, I like those shows. Like I like uh, uh, Clyde Lewis and Higher Side Chats. Uh, you know, I'm not a big Alex Jones fan, but just about all the rest of them, I, I have a lot of respect for, and I really like the fact that they're uh, you know doing doing something good for human consciousness and educating people. You know, all this stuff is very intellectual and scientific, and it's just good. It makes people smarter, and it encourages young people to be interested in scientific stuff and to make their brains bigger and more intelligent. And I absolutely love all of it. Um, You you know, we're all on the same side and I do feel like this show is the best. And, um, you know, I I do feel that it's better than those shows, but that's because I have to believe that in order to do what I'm doing the best that I can, it's nothing against them. I absolutely love those shows. I listen to them when I can. Of course, I'm usually busy doing my own show, but I have nothing but respect for them. Um, you know, there, you, there's people I don't like out there, and I make it very clear. Who's that? 
Who do I not like? Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm not a huge fan of Nori. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't listen to that ever. Ever. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm an Art Bell guy. I find him to be boring. I find George to be boring, and he doesn't seem like he gives a shit, and I think he censors people on his oh, show no. too much. No. No, Daniel, I don't want to sidecheck you. Go on with the deeper stuff. Because that's what <laughs> people really want to hear. Well, I, I, I appreciate you calling in, Todd, but I better let you go. I, I let Al talk for yeah. 36 minutes, and you've been on for 41, yeah. so I should probably let you go. I know. All right, buddy. Good, man. Have a have a good evening. Peace. Yeah, I'll talk to you later. Bye. All right. And that was Todd, Todd the Bod, calling in from Utah. Two callers in a row, two longtime listeners, two longtime callers, Todd and Al. Good guys. Very good guys. People that I consider to be friends, for sure. And if you do want to call in to End of Days Radio, remember you can call in at 209-348-9810 or just add Ninja Shoe 777 on Skype. Once again, that's 209-348-9810. 209-348-9810. I can talk like this from now on in the stereotypical radio voice. <laughs> All of you out there, please call in immediately. Ha, ha, ha. Wouldn't that be totally annoying if I talked like this all the time? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I've i said it before. I don't have the best radio voice. I never pretended that I do. I don't really care because I would rather just be myself. And if anybody doesn't want to listen to me, they don't have to. No way. They do have to. Why would I say they don't have to? That's not good for me. Of course they have to. Everybody should listen to this show. What else have we got? How about some letters from listeners? How about some letters from listeners? All of you out there with my stereotypical radio voice. Yeah. Okay. This comes from... He must be a religious guy. I don't know. His name, he wrote in as Father Abraham. He says, Dear Daniel, I am organizing a group of people to summon a UFO and to take us away. Will you join us? Question mark. I love your spirit. Interesting. Interesting little question there. Uh, remember, if you want to write in to End of Days Radio, that's Daniel End of Days Radio at gmail.com. Daniel End of Days Radio at gmail.com. I gave the number like 50 times and I forgot to give the email, which is very important too. That's our number one way of communicating. I get emails from you guys all the time, and I love to read them, as I love reading your direct messages on Twitter. And what do I think about Father Abraham and his request for me to join him summoning a UFO? I'm going to have to decline. As fun as that sounds, as fun as that sounds, that sounds a little creepy. Uh... It almost sounds like a cult. Like a cult. You're going to summon a UFO. Why Why would you summon a UFO? That sounds like you're going to summon Satan. <laughs> I mean, who knows what you're going to get when you set out to summon something. I just don't know about that. I don't know who you are. 
I don't know. Will you join us? Question <laughs> mark. Will I join you? What are you, the goddamn pod people? Will I join you? One of us. One of us. No, I won't join you. You freak. <laughs> uh, it, it sounds cool. Send me a video or something, and maybe I'll consider it. <laughs> it reminds me of that that guy like a decade ago that was going on the various TV shows and he was causing UFOs to appear and it just looked like a a little dot of light and it'd fly around a little bit. I forget what that guy's name was, but it was, I swear it was like father something. I hope that this is not the same guy. (laughs) Oh my. And to take us away, I forgot about that part. I don't want to go nowhere. Jesus Christ. Take us away? Take me to Mars and rape me? What do you want to take me away for? Is this the, uh, rapture? Is that what this is? Is this the rapture? Are we, are we going to get taken off the planet before war erupts and the nukes go off and the toxic waste spreads everywhere? I don't know. I don't know. I know that there's groups out there that think UFOs are going to take them away at some point in the future. Empower to those people. But is that actually going to happen? Good luck. Good luck to you out there. Oh, I suppose I shouldn't be making fun of anybody's beliefs. (laughs) I've got some very strange beliefs of my own, of course. I get it. But I'm not looking to escape on a starship. Um, I'd rather just stay here. I mean, the human lifespan isn't that long. And even if a bunch of bad stuff happens or nothing happens, I'm going to die sooner or later. So I don't feel like I need to be taken away by UFO. I I would look at that as being a quitter. You're just going to quit? You're going to take your ball and leave? you going to quit? You're going to quit? You're going to leave on a UFO? When you when you got to take a shit, you got to shit inside of some kind of alien toilet? Or maybe they'll give you some pills so you never have to shit again? Who knows? Imagine if they built little nanobots and as you shit, they actually like make your shit disappear. They eat it. <laughs> right? They, they eat it. So you're like pushing as hard as you can and it's just disappearing. And you don't even have to sit down. You don't even have to sit down or sit on the toilet or do anything. You just push and the little nanobots just eat your turd before they even come out. <laughs> and it just feels like air. I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people would resist that because they would miss shitting. They'd say, "Oh my god, I love that feeling of reading a newspaper and taking a shit, right?" I don't know. I just don't know. This is too much sometimes. <laughs> uh okay. Um talked about American Satan. Once again, great movie. I highly recommend Everybody goes and watches it. I know I know a lot of you people out there are white trash and 
you let your kids watch all sorts of violent movies. So I'm not going to tell you to make sure that your kids don't see it because I know you don't care. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. This movie is not for children. Of course not. But I did think it was good. I'm surprised it got so such low ratings. I thought it was good. Uh, um, There's not much I can say without spoiling the movie for you guys. That's why I'm not like going into detail about what happens. It's not because I don't have a lot to talk about that happened during the movie. I just don't want to give spoilers because that's the type of good person that I am. I'm a good person. Do you ever do you ever tell people that you're a good person? I bet you probably don't, right? You probably would just rather your actions speak for themselves. But I think there's something to that. I think that Every once in a while, you should just remind everybody what a great person that you are. Just say, hey, you know, I'm a really good person. (laughs) And if you're not, it makes it even funnier, right? (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Of course, you're all great people out there. Um, I started watching a new anime. Daniel, don't talk about anime, you fucking nerd. Don't talk about that. We want you to talk about cryptozoology. Don't talk about anime. But this anime might actually appeal to you guys. It's called Stein Gate. And it is freaking amazing. It's about... It's kind of about CERN. That's why you guys might like it. Except they spell CERN not with a C but with an S. But we know it's the same thing. It's CERN, right? And once again, I'm not going to ruin it by giving you details about what happens. I'm not going to give you details on the plot. But I'm telling you, watch this anime. Watch the whole series. You can get it off Amazon for like 30 bucks, And if you have Prime, free shipping. So why not? You can watch it for free on Crunchyroll, or it's not for free. Crunchyroll is like seven bucks a month, but you can watch it on there. So watch American Satan and watch Stein Gate. Those are my two recommendations for this week's episode. I am going to try to have some more things to recommend to you guys. I know that that's a part of the show that I've really been holding back on, uh, you know, the reviews. I know you guys love my reviews because I always hear your feedback. I'm going to try to do that more. I'm going to try to include more things to recommend, more things I can review. And part of the problem, to be honest with you guys, is I do work very hard. That's probably why I sound tired sometimes. Considering how hard I work and all the things that I do, I got to be firing on all cylinders all the time. And I don't, if I don't have a good diet, if I don't get all my sleep, it just fucks up my whole world. It fucks up my world. If I don't get enough sleep, if I don't eat right, I can't do this. I can't do all this. I just fall apart. So I really need to start concentrating on having a healthy diet, an energy rich diet, no junk food, very little junk food, no, You can't say no junk food. You eat junk food in moderation. But I have to have 
a healthy diet in order to perform at my maximum and get the most things done and be able to work a full-time job and offer a program like this. And that's why I call myself a god, not because I think anybody should bow down to me or worship me, of course not, but because I believe in maximizing my potential. It's not an issue of intelligence. You're only as smart as you appear to be based on your actions. It's really more about being organized. It's about getting enough sleep and having a healthy diet. I know that's so asinine. And this is the last place you want to hear simplistic, matter-of-fact, obvious common sense advice, but it's not easy. Look at all look at all the fat people out there. I'm not fat shaming. I'm just saying look at all the overweight people out there. You yourself may be an overweight person. I'm an overweight person. I mean I'm not fat, but I could look better. I don't really have a six pack. I should probably have one of those. But what I'm trying to say that that can make all the difference. It's not about your appearance. It's about being healthy and performing at your maximum, being 100%. Eating right makes you smarter. And then you can read about all of this ghost and goblin stuff and you can understand it. If you eat right, if you get enough sleep, and if you're somebody that if you're somebody that has a shitty life, like you're depressed or you're hateful. <laughs> if you're a neo-Nazi or you're in the Ku Klux Klan, perhaps if you eat right, it might help you feel better. And next thing you know, you won't be racist anymore. <laughs> I, okay, that's probably that probably sounds ridiculous. But really, you know what's funny? I find that if I eat really good, it can almost be it can almost be like an illuminating experience because you are functioning on a different level. There's something healthier about you in an energetic way. And it doesn't take much. It just means making healthier choices, eating a salad with some meat in it versus eating the Happy Meal or the Big Mac Meal with the big soda and the fries with the salt. You can just get the burger by itself, and that's way healthier than getting the combo meal. You know, just little healthy choices like that can make all the difference. You'll look better. Not that it's about that. You'll feel better, and you'll live longer. So if that's not enough reason to get your diet dialed in and take it seriously... And as far as the cigarettes, yeah, no, no. All of you that are smoking, you got to quit that. Don't talk yourself into doing it. Don't resist. Just quit. <laughs> uh, I was a smoker. I smoked cigarettes and pot. I remember I used to smoke tobacco out of a bong. Yes, that is incredibly stupid. Just another dumbass thing I did when I was younger trying to be cool and experiment. <laughs> There's really no point to that, putting tobacco in a bong. That is so stupid. 
but the part of the reason why I'm so against smoking anything is because I had an experience of fucking up my lungs, and the least I can do is try to prevent you guys from having to go through the same thing. Later on in life, I got into health and exercising, and when I started taking jiu-jitsu, that's when I really, really realized that you need every little bit of lung capacity, and you can't afford to lose it, and it's not worth it to smoke anything. It's not worth it for the buzz. I mean, hey, if you like pot, you can eat it. That's what I do. I eat it. I just eat it. I still do it. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying eat it. Don't smoke it. And the cigarettes, I think you're better off without them. I, A friend of mine helped me get addicted to smoking. And that's not nice. That's not helping somebody to get them addicted to smoking, to get them addicted to cigarettes. It's one of the worst things that you can do to yourself. And I know society is really cut down. You, you know, you can't stand within a certain number of feet to the entrance of a building, stuff like that. There's little things that society does to try to discourage people from smoking. But there was a time when they said cigarettes actually made you healthier. That's the power of advertising. And for those of you out there that think that you can't be mind-controlled, just think about stuff like that. The things that they had everybody believing at some point in time. you got to think about that stuff. The world is nothing but an illusion, and it is what you perceive it to be, and that can be altered. What you see on the news, what is fed to you, that is all just part of the programming. And they can even get inside of your dreams, too. They can get inside of your dreams. I don't know who they are, but I do know that the dream state can be used to program. It's a perfect time to do it. Your conscious mind is asleep. It's the perfect time. I've heard that that's actually a reptilian thing, that it's actually reptilian aliens that somehow get inside of your dreams and program you, but that might not be true. It could be demonic. It could be human technology. Who knows? I'd love to speak to a guest in the future who knows something about it. If you know anybody that knows about this topic, uh, you can email me, DanielEndOfDaysRadio at gmail.com. Excuse me one sec. I need to get some water. I do apologize. I hate doing things like this on air, but my mouth is getting really dry. Thank you, thank you. I'm back. Um, Let's see here. I've got a lot to go over still. Uh, so, I do have some news stories here. 
Let's see this first one. Okay, so this is from thechive.com. I think this is the website where this is why some people have bumper stickers that say Chive On. You know, it's a big community. Uh, this is from their news section of their site. It says, Russian boy claims he's from Mars. Baffles experts with his claims. The article states, Have a tin foil hat at the ready? Question mark. Now might be the time to put it on. Russian native Boriska Kipriyanovich has spent his life baffling both scientists and professors alike with the extraordinary claim that he was born on Mars. While declarations as outrageous as this are normally laughed at, Boriska has spent his life confounding experts with his astounding knowledge of our planetary system and was even held as a child genius. His mother, who is a doctor, says Boriska showcased he was different just weeks after he was being was born by being able to hold his own head up unsupported. She also claims he began speaking when he was just several months old and could read, draw, and paint when he was just one and a half. He could read, draw, and paint when he was just one and a half. His, nurt- his nursery teachers also claim to have been floored by his superior language skills, writing ability, and remar- remarkable memory. Okay, blah, blah, blah. What? Okay, so... And while his parents and teachers never specifically taught him about outer space when he was young, Bariska has a deep understanding of it and would often speak of being born on the war-ravaged red planet Mars and alien civilizations. Damn. Bariska states that although it succumbed to a massive nuclear catastrophe between two sets of beings, there were survivors and Mars still harbors alien life. Neat. Bariska, who is now 21 years old, has claimed throughout his life that he was previously a Martian pilot that traveled to Earth. He also adds that he is not the only child from outer space and that others like him were reincarnated and sent here with a specific mission and are referred to as indigo children. Indigo children. In this video, he even references seeing planets up close from a spaceship while adding you cannot see them from Mars, really. Here's where it gets even kookier. Nice. Bariska insists there is a lot more to be discovered on Earth and has pointed to the Great Pyramid of Giza in the past, which he says which he says hides big secrets. Oh, I can believe that. Uh, the human life will change when the Sphinx is opened. It has an opening mechanism somewhere behind the ear. I do not remember exactly. Huh. Interesting. And there's a picture on this article that shows the Sphinx from the side and underneath the right ear does almost look like there's something mechanical going on, even though it looks like it's stone, made out of stone. Uh, you'd have to visit this article to see what I'm talking about. I'm trying to describe something here. <clears throat> so what's curious about that, scientists have very recently made the discovery that there's a hidden mysterious void within the Pyramid of Giza. Its purpose and what may lie inside is still unknown, and scientists currently have no plans to use an intrusive technique to find out. According to Mohammed Ismail, a spokesman for the Egyptian Mysteries of Antiquities, it's the Great Pyramid. We can't touch it. Huh. Wow, 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 wow. 
Um, is there any possibility that this is real? I suppose should be the first question. I don't know. I wonder if perhaps this kid is reincarnated in some way or he's born with some kind of alien spirit inside of him. Who knows what's possible? I've heard that some people are sent here on missions. I myself will sometimes say that I have a mission. You've heard me say it many times. I'd say that there's a possibility that this is real. Um, That stuff about the Great Pyramid, wow. I think that there's a Edgar Cayce prophecy about the Great Pyramid, or or the Sphinx, I mean. I should be saying the Sphinx. I have to wonder, is there some truth to that? This picture, it does look like there's something behind the ear. Or under the ear, I should say. I wonder what exactly is going on in Egypt. Why is it that there's this big, giant, mysterious structure there? This whole mystery that we talk about on this show. The mystery of what the hell is going on on this planet. I believe the Sphinx and the Great Pyramid are somehow linked to that. So I do... I do... I, I do really want to know what's going on. Maybe I should go there and just bring a shovel. <laughs> I'll bring a shovel and some dynamite? I could be the guy that, like, destroys the Sphinx. <laughs> I'm sure that will make me very popular. Uh, but I just don't know. It could just be clickbait, right? But very interesting nonetheless. I believe it. I want to go on record <laughs> saying that I believe it. Okay, let's let's look at another one. Oh no, what's this? This one's not working. Oh, the site must have went down. I really wanted to talk about this one. It it was about it's a three ex Satanists come home to the Catholic Church. I guess there's these guys that went out and became Satanists and they came back to the Catholic Church. I really wanted to read this article. That bums me out. Let's see here. Maybe I could find it through some other means. Let's try Googling the topic. Oh, here we go. I'm so smart. Here we go. Okay, so this is a different site. It's from org, some kind of church website. Three ex-Satanists come home to the Catholic Church. The world of a Satanist is a secretive one, which typically involves indulging the passions and mocking all things Christian, particularly Catholic. A few respond to grace and renounce the lifestyle, However, embracing Catholicism and sharing stories of their time as Satanists. The following are stories shared with me by three Catholics who are ex-Satanists, who now publicly share their stories in various public Catholic forums as both speakers and writers. 
This is the first one. Deborah Lipsky is author of A Message of Hope, Confessions of an Ex-Satanist. Deborah is originally from Massachusetts, got involved with Satanism as a teen, and returned to the Catholic Church of her youth in 2009. You'd be surprised to discover that seemingly respectable citizens in your community are members of Satanic Covens, she said. They're people you meet on the street. They're doctors, lawyers, and Indian chiefs. Indian chiefs. Deborah has autism. Holy crap, she's an autistic Satanist? She attended Catholic schools in grades 7 to 10. Rejection and abuse by other children led her to misbehave in class, which made her unpopular with the nuns who ran the school. And they suggested I deserve the treatment I received. Jeez. <laughs> I started coming to school wearing the pentagram. Wow. Okay, that's her story. Um, she goes on to say that she talks about Satanism. I can't read you guys this whole article. It'll take forever. But there's another part where she goes, People invite the demonic into their lives through portals, she said. You can make use of Ouija boards, go to a psychic, attend a seance, or try to communicate with ghosts. We can also invite them in when we let ourselves be consumed with anger and refuse to forgive. Demons have the ability to to tamper with our thoughts and lead us into addictions. So, she goes on. on. Then there's this next guy, and he tells his story. Again, he talks about Ouija boards... Gothic people. <laughs> and then there's the last guy. Um, oh, this this is interesting. He joined a satanic coven as a teen, lured by activities he's, he found enjoyable, he explained. They wanted people to keep coming back. They had pinball machines and video games we could play. That's interesting. There was a lake on the property in which we could swim and fish and a pit for barbecuing. There was lots of food, sleepovers, and we could watch movies. That sounds like a lot of fun. (laughs) Uh, There was also drugs and porn. Porn, in fact, plays a huge role in Satanism. Okay, that's kind of creepy. At age 33, he stepped away from the coven. His conversion to Catholicism began in 2018. Okay, so basically all these people, they... They talk about being lured into the world of Satanism. Um, you know, I, I don't so much care about the fact that they are becoming Catholic. I mean, that's very good advertising for the Catholic Church. But the fact that this satanic underworld even exists, I suppose that even though this is coming from a church website and uh, the Christian world... I think that there's something important here. The fact that this satanic underworld does exist, which is something that I alluded to earlier. Um, That's what I think it is. I think that there is really Satanists out there that are in high places. And that's one aspect of it. And then there's also at even higher levels of uh, governments and the world elite and rich people, there's Luciferianism. And these are two different things. Satanism and Luciferianism are two different things, but um, maybe they're not as different as 
they seem <laughs> or, or something like that. I, I just think it's interesting that you have both of those things out there hidden yet very seemingly popular and they both seem to be influencing our society quite a bit. You do have to think about, again, the book of Revelations and the stuff about uh, Satan taking over the world. Um, I do have a, another fan letter or listener letter. Probably an appropriate time to read this one at the moment. It says, Dear Daniel, a little tired of you being so religious suddenly. Please quit being a Jesus fag. Period. And that comes from Antoine. Is that Antoine LeVay? <laughs> Is he taking interest in my show? He's dead, isn't he? Um, No, no, I'm not religious at all. I'm not religious. I'd like to think that I'm maybe a spiritual person. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that there's something to be said for being spiritual and for and for uh trying to be a better person and looking at the big picture and understanding that somehow it benefits you to try to be good and do good. I think that's a form of spirituality. And I do believe that there's some kind of God out there. Maybe it's just some sort of force of good, as Oprah Winfrey might say. Perhaps that is the truth. But I like to think that I am on the side of that which is good and on the side of the light, the good side of the force, so to speak. I hope that I am a good person. I I don't deny that I have a dark side. I have a dark side. I have a dark side. What would my dark side name be? Like, what is the evil version of Daniel? Doniel? Donald? (laughs) Donald? (laughs) I'm Donald. No, that's not scary sounding. I'm Damien. Uh, that sounds a little too cliche. I'll give that some thought. I'll come up with my evil name. Then I can talk like this and become evil on air. I'm a Satanist. Or I used to be, but now I'm Catholic. Ha 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 ha, I love the Pope. <laughs> um... I'm going to take a little break. As many of you know, this is a new age. It's a new new day and age. And I want to do some longer shows. But one thing that lets me actually do that is to take breaks every now and then. So you live listeners, I do apologize. Uh, I'm going to go into break for you listening to the podcast version of the show. You're not going to mind so much because you're not going to really hear anything. But I'm going to take a break, and then I'm going to come back. And I'll talk to you guys in a little bit. And welcome back to End of Days Radio. This is your host... 
Daniel, coming at you all the way from Wisconsin. Just kidding, I'm not from Wisconsin. Coming at you from the beautiful, shimmering Emerald City in the land of Oz. Daniel. Daniel, the all-American man. The D-A-N, the all-American man. Haven't used that one in a while. From the broken ruins of Babylon. This is End of Days Radio. So many of you out there. I love you guys. I do. I do owe ever so much. I love you guys. I do this show purely out of love. Because I love you guys. I hope that you know that. Truly, I do. I love you guys. And I like to think that I've gotten somewhere in life. I'm probably like a, I don't know, a G-level celebrity at this point. (laughs) I've got a podcast with a small following. A medium-sized following, really. Um, there's quite a bit I still have to talk about. For example, I did want to touch on the recent social media bans that have been happening. In particular, the Alex Jones channel. Todd actually talked about this when he called in. I was planning to talk about it. Um, again, disturbing, disturbing to see people giving that much of a fuck that they would actually go after somebody. I mean, I remember even uh, five years ago, uh, there was more free speech than there, there is in this very moment. What's going on here? What's with the censoring? Why is this okay all of a sudden? Because somebody said something about a shooting. Because of that, now that person doesn't have a right to say what they have to say? No, of course that's not okay. What is going on here? We're falling into some kind of trap. We're falling into a trap that's been set by a very dangerous player. And, you know, I've heard it all, a lot of people, they have opinions about this or that, and they have their beliefs, but I will hold to you that there really is a group out there, a hidden elite, an an Illuminati, if you want to call it that. They are very real. And what they're doing is they are creating false flag events, and they are creating fake events on the world stage to deceive everybody and to create the social change that they wish to create. They're using the secrets that elite families have used for a long time. Machiavelli, in his book, The Prince, he was just laying out the secrets that these families have had. He studied them. Something like that. I'll get this story right. There's no doubt that this stuff is very real. The exact mechanics, it doesn't really matter. And in the grand scheme of things, perhaps it doesn't even matter that 
these people exist. But I think that one thing that we should do is we should be very careful to avoid certain traps, um, such as these school shootings. Uh, perhaps it is better to exercise a little caution and not not talk about these obvious false flag events that are just meant to trigger emotions and manipulate and create the social change that certain elitists feel that we need, obviously. So perhaps by speaking about them in a certain way, perhaps it just lets them, perhaps it gives them an excuse, an excuse to come down on you and take away your platform to reach people. So you got to watch out for traps like that. I'm not saying don't say what you have to say. I'm not saying censorship is good. Of course not. I'm the opposite of that. I'm just saying watch your ass. Uh, there are little traps out there that they throw out because when they can get you saying certain things and make you look like a piece of shit, then they win because obviously if you're saying that uh, if they can paint you in a way where it seems like you don't care about children dying, then they win because they won a perceptual war against your character. And, and that's kind of the danger of focusing on the ground floor level stuff, the stuff we can so-called, uh, the stuff that we can prove, supposedly, supposedly prove with documents. There's a difference between that and you know what I'm going to try to do? Let's see if this even works. I'll finish talking about that other stuff in a second, but let I see Wolfman Mike going on and off on and off Skype. I'm going to try calling him for a change. He tries to call this program at all kinds of strange times. I'm going to reverse it on him and see if he even answers. Let's see what happens. ringing he's not answering I wonder if his show's on right now well we do have Wolfman Mike scheduled for the program he might be appearing very soon we haven't nailed down a date yet but I figured I'd try to give him a call looks like he's not answering we'll try again next time no biggie a little preview for his upcoming appearance, I suppose. Anyways, where was I? Okay, yeah, uh, these false flag events, they are meant to trigger people. And if you let them trigger you and you focus too much on their, you know, this or that shooting, you're giving them a way they can come at you. So be mindful of that stuff. <laughs> you know, know those little traps exist. If they can paint you as a nut, or they can paint you as this or that, they will. So you have to be careful to guard your character. And I'm not saying that it, this can't happen to me. It's going to happen. I totally get that. I know eventually I'll encounter the same problems that these people are having. I mean, I'm encountering problems. This show has been shut down. Uh, I'm not saying every single time was them, but 
at least one of those times must have been. I mean, it was pretty weird, right? <clears throat> I, I've been attacked personally. I am a victim of something. I know, I know a lot of you out there probably think that I'm crazy when I talk about this stuff, but I get this crazy ear ringing, this oscillating, whining ear ringing that almost feels energetic and seems to come at odd times. Uh, I suppose many of you would label it as tinnitus, but there's something about it that's very strange. It accompanies these pressure sensations. I also have the heart palpitations. Very strange. Um, I'm also bombarded with the spears. Like I'll feel these invisible knives sticking in me, these invisible spears stabbing into my organs. I believe that might be a psychic or magical attack of some type. But I am a target at times. Um, there are times when I feel almost as though I'm shielded from this stuff in some way. Like if I get really healthy and very positive mentally, I feel like almost there's a shield around me. But then there's other times where I feel very weak and susceptible to this stuff. And I have no idea where it's coming from. I know that it exists. I've had other experiences that I've talked about on this program that are much beyond that, and I think that they're related, but who really knows? But I do know that this gang stalking, electronic harassment, I do know it's a real phenomena. I experience it myself. And I also experience the uh, voice to skull. I, I swear that I do. I've had times when I've had voices in my head that were not, Mine. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe it. Um, I think that there's definitely something going on. I can't put my finger on it. That's part of the reason why this show exists, because that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to figure out what the hell's going on for myself. I have my own agenda. My agenda of wanting to know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> I think that's fair enough. But I'm curious. Ugh. Okay, next topic. Do shapeshift do shapeshifters walk among us? Um, as many of you know, Billy Corgan recently went on a radio program. I think it was the Howard Stern show. He said that, which I'm a big fan of, by the way, the Howard Stern show, big inspiration. But Billy Corgan, he said that he witnessed some sort of shape-shifting take place. We've talked about this a lot on this program. Uh, there was even a guest, a magician, who came on and talked about shape-shifting. But it's a sensitive topic, partly because it's just so crazy and so out there and so hard to believe. I do believe that it exists. I believe that it exists. I'm not going to pretend like I know how it works. I'm not going to pretend like I have any clue how it could possibly work. But I know that nothing's impossible. 
I know that some very amazing forms of life exist on this planet. Enough people have experienced it. Enough people have seen it. Enough credible people. I have had experiences. Most most of the time it was during episodes of hallucinogen and psychedelic drug use, I admit. <laughs> but I have looked in the mirror and seen my own face shapeshift. And perhaps it was a hallucination, perhaps it wasn't. Who's to say? And then there's the Skinwalkers and Skinwalker Ranch. There's a lot of phenomena like that. People reporting to have turned into werewolves. There's a lot of a lot of mythology throughout history about shapeshifters. And there's enough people that have seen it happen in modern times. There's enough Native American legends out there. Well, at least I know of the one, the Skinwalkers. <laughs> I'm sure they all have shapeshifters in their individual cultures. But I think there's enough out there. I really do. And this whole thing with the reptilian, reptilian shapeshifters, uh, a lot of people, not well, not a lot of people, maybe a few people out there, they believe that there are aliens walking among us. That if I was to walk in a walk around in a major metropolitan city, um, like Seattle, for example, if I was to walk around downtown. Um, perhaps one out of a thousand people that I see throughout the day might be some sort of alien, might be a shapeshifter or an android of some form, some sort of holographic projection. They could be disguised. They could be shapeshifters. Who knows? Maybe they're like this kid from Mars where they just have an alien spirit inside of them. That's a possibility, too. I won't rule it, I won't rule it out. But I think there's probably something to that. Um, there's aliens on this planet. There's aliens out there. I'm pretty sure. One of the popular conspiracy topics nowadays is flat Earth. And this idea that there's no space and there's no aliens. Uh, I don't know about that. I think that possibly the Earth could be flat and the NASA footage and all that could be fake. But at the same time, even if space is not real and the Earth is flat, well, there could still be aliens. I mean, they could come from underground or they could come from whatever is out there or they could come from, you know, if it's water or whatever out there, then they could come in submarines from, from some other place through the water, for all I know. Or they could come through another dimension. And then if we are really on a planet spinning around through space, then it makes even more sense. Of course there's aliens. And, and there's still other dimensions, too, still. So, of course there are. And I'm sure that we aren't the only intelligent life. There's life. There's other intelligent life on our planet. There's dolphins and dogs and pigs and smart animals that are almost as smart as humans. Gorillas, monkeys. We do have a lot in common with monkeys. We're not that far off. Obviously, we're more intelligent than them, but, I mean, come on. 
Dolphins are pretty smart. I, dolphins might be as smart as us. They just don't have opposable thumbs, and they go about life in a different way, but it doesn't mean that necessarily mean that they're dumber than us. So, of course, there's aliens. And if there are aliens, then I'm sure that they disguise themselves among our population and observe us, control us, help us. Who knows? There could be time travelers. There's a lot of stuff like that. Check out this anime, Stein Gate, if you like that sort of thing. Uh, there's been a lot of people, not a lot, there's been some people that have gone online and claimed to be time travelers. So, yeah, I think there's aliens and time travelers mixed among the masses of normal, everyday humans out there. Of course there are. And perhaps there's even people that can transform into animals. Um, there's another aspect to this, the sh shamanic aspect. The idea that you might be able to actually transform into an animal if you knew how. If you, if you drank some sort of magical brew and stapled a dead crow to your forehead, <laughs> you could somehow become a crow. Like, you'll be so damn high that you'll figure out a DNA and integrate it with your own and somehow morph your own DNA and still maintain the same mind and consciousness, yet you are a crow. That would be pretty badass. You have to admit, that would be cool. Turning into a giant werewolf. Like, if you have one of these road rage incidents... I mean, come on, that would come in handy. <laughs> like, even if they pull a gun on you, unless they have silver bullets, they're fucked. So I could see some merit to shapeshifting. Um, I do have to wonder about these reptilian shapeshifters. There's a lot of alien lore, the David Icke stuff. There's stuff like that out there. Um, I don't really believe that. Excuse me, I don't really believe that the queen is a reptilian alien and transforms into one. I believe that they're probably out there, reptilian aliens, and they probably do look as described. But the queen being one, she just seems like a normal human, just an old woman that's going to die. That's what she seems like to me. I could be wrong. That stuff could be true. I'm not completely ruling it out, but more likely than not, she's just an old lady, but that doesn't rule out the possibility that these reptilian aliens do exist. Uh, it does seem like a lot of people have had experience with, experiences with them. Again, um, we, we go really far off the deep end here. We go really into deep space, really into the void. We aren't afraid to talk about reptilians or mantis aliens. Ideally, it would be good to get some guests on here that really specialize in this stuff, but the sad reality is they're few and far between. Most of the people that have experiences are more like test subjects to these beings. They're not privy to a lot of info about them. They're very secretive. I don't try to pretend like I have any answers for anybody. 
I'm just a internet radio host. I'm just a small-time researcher and investigator. I'm just me, a rebel without a cause, an American badass. And I have my role to play. But ultimately, I'm just a guy with a lot of questions and a pair of sunglasses and a trench coat and a cigarette, except mine's a candy cigarette because I'm against smoking. Save your money. That's the next thing I want to talk about. Um, One of the hardest things to do in this day and age is to save money. And it's because of this whole pyramid scheme this monetary scheme that we're all trapped inside of that undoubtedly does exist. It's hard to save, but if you can even save like a hundred dollars a month, that's good. Save anything that you can because times out there are hard and most people live paycheck to paycheck. That's the sad reality out there. Most people are poor people, the masses. And they make it like that for a reason. The finer things in life are always just out of reach. You're always able to just make it. None of us can ever really get ahead. We're always one step behind. We're in debt. Everybody's in debt. That's part of the whole banking scheme, right? Debt slavery. That's a big part of it. Inflation and debt. So all the more reason why you have to be smart and you have to make this evil monetary system work for you. And a lot of us can get very discouraged, especially people out there in the truth community. Um, A lot of us are either we've given up on the idea of making this system work for us. We've given up on it because we've become too discouraged. We know what it's all about. Or we just don't try hard enough. Or we don't believe in ourselves. And some of us are even under demonic attack. And because of that, um, we're attacked financially. That's very common because... The best way to screw somebody's life up is to make them financially destitute, right? So it's very common for people in the truth community to be kind of down and out. And all the more reason why you got to be smart with your money and you have to try to figure out how to get this system to work for you. You got to come up with some kind of hustle. And it has to be ethical. You can't rip people off. But you got to come up with something. And part of that is just believing in yourself and not letting, not letting yourself get in your own way because it's all about the power of belief. That's what all of that thank and grow rich stuff is all about. Napoleon Hill, not to be confused with Napoleon Dynamite. That's what it's all about. It's all about just changing the way you think and believing that you can make something happen. And that's how magic works, as a matter of fact. You got to believe that you can do it, and then you got to do it. And 
a lot of people will tell you that you can't win, but I think that anybody can turn everything around at any time. So the first thing you have to do is you have to change your beliefs and you have to believe that you can rise to the challenge and that you that you can reach a higher tier in income. You might do that through quitting your job and finding something better. Or you might start a hot dog stand. Or you might do something online. Maybe you'll start an eBay business where you go around to garage sales. Just an idea. Maybe you will invent a time machine and win the lottery. <laughs> it's just an idea. But you got to be creative. You got to think outside the box and learn from your mistakes and not give up and let those failures pile up and use them as a stepping ladder to success. I think it's important because if you have a choice, either you can work the system or it can work you. And the sad reality of the sad reality is that most of us are getting worked because we exist in a vampiric parasitic power scheme. And that's what the whole planet is all about. Hold on, I need to get some water. I'm sorry. I do apologize. I know that's totally unprofessional. But I do get thirsty. <clears throat> so, seriously, believe in yourself. Believe that you can do it and just do it. I think we need to remind each other to focus on success in that it's not wrong to want to be successful or to make money. It's not wrong. And money's not evil. It might be used for an evil purpose. And our paper money might be full of symbolism and magic spells. <laughs> it does seem like something like that is going on. But it's not wrong for you to work hard and to become successful. I highly advise, I highly advise focusing on those things because you can't help anybody unless you help yourself. And that's especially true if you are a truther or you are a paranormal researcher or a conspiracy nut, <laughs> conspiracy researcher, uh, because if you are attacked, if you do come under demonic attack or you come under government surveillance or something like that, then all the more reason why, why you need to have a backup plan and have a nest egg that you can get to and places that you can hide and maybe even emergency rations and things like that. So um, you're going to need money to fund this machine, to fund your machine and, and what you're here to do. And we all also have a mission to accomplish here in life. Um, 
you know, I talked about how some people might even be aliens that are sent here to help humans. Well, also the humans here, all of you out there have some sort of mission. You have some reason to be here. And part of you manifesting a better reality and creating your own reality is to have the money that gives you the power to create this change in your life. So you have to understand that you have to accept that and you have to embrace that if you want to really make that change happen. If you keep holding yourself back and you keep telling yourself that it's impossible or you keep giving up or you're just addicted to your situation, then you're not going to be able to make that happen. And it's part of empowering yourself. And that's part of magic as well is understanding that you can generate income, not necessarily by working hard, but just by making the right connections and changing your beliefs. I'm just trying to help you all. <laughs> um, I, and, you know, I know some of this stuff is cliche sounding, but I think tying it all together and understanding how it integrates with your reality is important because that's how you're going to take control is when you really understand it. Oh, I know what time it is.